All right. I believe we are live. The button has been hit. What is going on, everybody? This is uh, Rand Al Thor 19, the man with the million, back again with another Xbox 2 podcast. And of course, as always, the man everybody is here for, Jez Corden of Windows Central. What's going on, buddy? Hi, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all my American friends in the chat for Thursday, I believe. It was Thursday, right? Yes, Thanksgiving. yes. Yeah. We don't do Thanksgiving in the UK, but I ate some chicken. And I know it's not a turkey, but it's close enough. Mm. <laughs> So I had some chicken in the honor of, of honor of the American holiday. So what would be your equivalent of a Thanksgiving over there? Uh I don't think we have one really. Like hmm. what what is what is Thanksgiving celebrate exactly? I'm not even sure to be honest. It's not Black Friday. It's nothing to do with Black Friday, right? <laughs> well, you, you know, right now I, w- I would say more people are probably looking forward and celebrating Black Friday when they can buy TVs at a ridiculously low discount <laughs> than celebrating Thanksgiving when the pilgrims and the Indians, uh, you know, got together. And I'm I'm jealous because any excuse to eat lots of food, but I don't know. I was working. Most of the time, because of Black Friday deal spam on on Windows Central. Yeah. So how does how does that work? Do you just gather up all the deals and start writing out articles and tweeting things out and stuff? Pretty much. I mean, back in the day, Black Friday was just sort of like this sort of disorganized thing, but now it's like all super organized, and companies email you their Black Friday deal embargoes, like it's a game launch, and like, yeah, we're having these deals. Please write them up and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, everyone's deal hunting, and that's where a lot of the traffic goes for this weekend. So, yeah, I was hunting for Xbox deals to share out to uh, everyone else. So that's that's how uh, that's how that goes down. Anyways, yeah. Do people, do people really, <laughs> Enough, like... I'm tired. Do people really click on that stuff? Like, or... Oh, my God. You have no idea. You have no idea how much traffic is goes towards black friday it's crazy everyone's deal hunting really it's it's for christmas really people buying gifts and stuff like that trying to get a good deal on some you know headphones or you know whatever xbox game pass was had a pretty good deal over at GameSpot. right but i'm i'm exhausted i'm exhausted Mm. well i'm I'm exhausted you know speaking of good deals jazz oh speaking of good deals once again, the Xbox Two podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, and they have a pretty incredible yeah. deal going on for Black Friday. You know, everybody's searching out for their presents uh, for the holidays, and even though Black Friday was yesterday, the deal's still going on all the way through Cyber Monday, and it's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 4.0. The Performance Package 4.0 is the best in the business. This hygiene bundle includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker nose trimmer, Epic hey, Manscaped yeah. boxers, travel bag, and liquid formulas. If you're looking for presents, make sure you keep Manscaped in mind. But anyways, um, we do have a couple super chats I wanted to get to. One from our buddy Flame, who says, Hello, gents. Hope you all had a great holiday week. Hope you ate plenty and stocked up on three-month Game Pass cards nearly half off. Uh, you talked yeah. about those were big deals. I did see a lot of people buying it. Now, if you don't, if you guys don't know, 
With Xbox Game Pass, you can stack up to three years or 36 months. I know some people don't know that. So uh, if those cards aren't, or if that deal, is that deal still going on or is it over? I'm not. I, uh, I think it's still going on, but it's all sold out at Amazon. And I think games, GameStop's the only place that still has it. Okay. So um, I'm going to drop a sneaky link in the chat. If you're looking for a, you're looking for a deal on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. So if you game, like any of these sort of big yeah. deals come around where it's you know uh, you know significant money saving and you're like well I just put this in and I have a year or whatever but you're not sure you can actually go up to 36 months right now I have my Game Pass Ultimate is uh, maxed out it I basically I'm good for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate until November 20th of 2024 so I'm good for the next three years. So always take advantage of deals like these when they come around and you can stack up to 36 months. So I know because I, I actually got a few people asking me about that. And I'm like, no, it's 36 months uh, you can stack up to. So take advantage of it. <laughs> Don't worry about Microsoft's money. You know, just buy, 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 yeah. buy for as cheap as possible, essentially. Right. Yeah. Um, and the deal is still live. I've just checked it. So there's a quick link in the description that also helps me out. So uh, if anyone's looking to stock up on uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, there's the link. But obviously only for Americans, sadly, and Canada, I think. But yeah, no such luck for the UK, unfortunately. The UK deals have been lame, man. They've been so damn lame. But yeah. But, yeah. but you know, otherwise, Thanksgiving was it was just another day, really. It was just me, my dad, and my sister, and Shakespeare. My uh, sister Sarah and her fiance were supposed to come in from Tennessee, I think. Not really sh- North Tennessee. I want to say Tennessee, maybe Kentucky. No, oh. Tennessee. Either way, they were supposed to come in, but they couldn't. So uh, they cooked. We, my dad cooked all this food, and basically, like it was just for us. So you know, it was just kind of a low key family affair. But I hopefully everybody in the chat or everybody listening to this later. You know, I hope you guys really enjoyed your Thanksgiving with your family and, uh, you know, had some turkey. What, what, like, it'd be interesting. What do you, what do you, what is normal for you guys in, in chat to have? For, for me, this is, this is, this is our spread. This is what we've always had for Thanksgiving since I've been a kid. Obviously, you got turkey, you got your white and your dark meat, which is oh so good. And I prefer the dark meat, but the white meat is still pretty damn good, right? Um, you got broccoli casserole, which is, oh my God, to die for. Oh my God, broccoli casserole. So freaking good. You got obviously some rolls. You got some jello mold, which always goes good for like after you eat and you get like put some jello mold on, 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 on your plate and eat that up. Uh, jello got, mold? What is that? It's like, jello. how do I explain that? It's, uh, it's like jello, but like in a bowl, like. I don't know. I I'd have to take a picture for it, but I don't really take a lot of pictures, as you know. How how often have you been begging me to take pictures of Shakespeare, and I just, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. I just don't take pictures. I'm not that well, type of person. Is it like is it like that jelly stuff from the Simpsons episode of Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Um, okay. Stuffing. My my entire exposure to Thanksgiving is that one Simpsons episode where Bart sets fire to Lisa's thing, and drama happens. That's um, all. I know. <laughs> Uh, I stuffing. Mean, we got. We have also stuffing. 
they also have green bean casserole, but I never eat green bean casserole because it's it's disgusting. Uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay. And I think that's pretty much it. And that's that's uh that's, that's kind of what we have. And yeah. <laughs> I know everybody's different. Some people will have like mac and cheese, some people will have candy mac yams, some people mm-hmm. will have other other stuff. Each 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 family is different, but that's what we normally have, so yeah. Mac and cheese is more my, my speed, I think, personally. Dude, Amer- <laughs> Clarence wants to know if the Americans celebrate Thanksgiving more than Christmas. No, we definitely celebrate Christmas more than Thanksgiving. Christmas is, is I mean, yeah, yeah, Christmas is definitely celebrated more uh, than Thanksgiving. Uh, Stodgy Caesar in the Super Chat says, I recently grabbed the B&O portal headset for 120 pounds off. Thanks for oh, your wow. WC review, Jazz. Yeah, you reviewed that. That was like the really expensive yeah. headset, right? Like the one that was like more than the console, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, the Bangs and Olufsen, crazy expensive for four hundred, three hundred dollars, I think. Three hundred, no, three hundred pounds. So it made it more expensive than the Xbox Series S. We're going to talk about Series S, I think, in a bit. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a really good headset, but it's like you have to really want to use every feature like the Bluetooth and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, cause it's got like a low latency Bluetooth. I can't remember what it's called APX or something. So unless you're going to use the Bluetooth a lot on your phone, when you're out and about, it's probably not worth it. But if you are going to use it for everything, it actually is a pretty good headset. Well, sounds great. looks great. feels great, but it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's not cheap, especially for that price. It's gotta be an amazing headset. Yeah, uh, good hope. Jacqueline says, hey, gents, the creative director of Dragon Age left. Is EA going to shutter Bioware or sell them off? If so, should Xbox look into salvaging the studio? That was one of the topics, but you know what? I might as well talk about it now. Why not? Yeah, let's um, talk about that now. The Dragon Age 4 creative director has left the studio. Um, I know you, yeah. you, you care about Dragon Age a lot, but we weren't expecting Dragon Age for couple years at this point right we weren't really expecting it till 2023 maybe 2024 yeah maybe i mean how are you feeling about the project you know he's leaving i mean it's ea it's bioware like you know (laughs) anthem didn't do very good they're definitely not in the same level of respawn where you kind of you kind of look at respawn you're like yeah respawn's safe you know they're doing apex legends that's bringing in billions of dollars a year for for them star wars uh jedi font order sold a crap ton you know basically given ea uh second pause about doing single player games because it sold so well uh and here you have bioware and they there's no better way to describe the situation at bioware than what you just that noise you just made <laughs> but yeah man i, I that whole uh, Xbox Museum thing, I don't know if you saw recently, yes. but Xbox had a museum where it sort of presented all of your, your gameplay stats in a sort of 3D museum, which was really cool. But like, um, for me, I was surprised to see that like Dragon Age Origins is one of my most played games. Monster Hunter World was my most played game. But there was like a couple of years where Dragon Age Origins was my most played game. And, um, you know, it's it's one of the few games that I've completed like multiple multiple times like loads of times like alongside final games like final fantasy 7 and stuff like that where i can go back to it every single time and find something new somewhere that i haven't experienced yet 
Dragon Age Origins is just such a massively vast game. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite franchises of all time, as you said. And, man, ever since, I don't know, basically, kind of Dragon Age Inquisition was the last sort of okay game that Bioware made, in my view. They've sort of been on this sort of downward trend since then, and it's kind of scary if you're a fan and, like, where, what the hell's going on and all that kind of stuff. And now the creative director of... Was it the creative director exactly, I think? Yes, yeah, it, it was, was the creative it? director, yes. The creative director of the entire sort of Dragon Age franchise has left, which isn't exactly what you want to hear about if you're, you know, patiently waiting for Dragon Age uh, Dragon Age 4, I guess, to come out. Um, but, you know, on the one hand, and I'm the first person who'd be negative about this because... I have no faith, I've said before on the show, I have no faith in EA to deliver a quality game anymore. I don't care that Jedi Fallen Order happened. That was all Vince Zampella. I could probably pronounce his name wrong. How do you pronounce his name? Do you know? I believe, I know. I believe you said it right, Vince Zampella, yeah. Zampella, okay. So that was all Vince Zampella and, and stuff like that. And yeah, he's like, he's like high up at EA now and he does oversee a lot of that stuff. But still, I don't, I don't trust EA. You know, there was a lot of people out here saying stuff like, "Oh man, EA is doing a lot of good stuff lately." You know, they've they've won, they've won, they've turned things around a bit. I'm like, yeah, well, look at look at all the criticism go, going up <laughs> uh, Battlefield 2042 right now. Are you sure about that? Like, EA is going to EA. That's just what EA does. And um, when it comes to Dragon Age, I'm not at all surprised that it's still having problems because you know EA is a company that you know, aggressively puts money before anything creative. There was like, there was a leak, a supposed leak that from an anonymous source that we can't confirm as being true or not, frankly. But they were talking about this leakster worked on, um, supposedly, I should say, unverified, supposedly worked on uh, Battlefield. And he said that EA was all about putting monetization first and the gameplay considerations were always secondary, which is why the game now has like these weird operators and nobody likes them and everyone's pissed off about it and stuff like that. And Dragon Age 4 was also going that way because it originally it was going to be another service game like Anthem. And we all saw, we all saw what happened to Anthem. Decent game right up to the end where it had no end game. And then it was like, oh, oh, they haven't actually thought this through at all. This is actually terrible. And then all their attempts to fix it just made things worse. And then someone discovered that all the weapon stats are completely arbitrary and you get, they actually just scale and you can kill the last boss with a level one weapon because the stats on everything is meaningless. Like, just loads of weird stuff like that. And um, so, thankfully, because of Jedi Fallen Order, they decided to make Dragon Age 4 a single-player game but now we've got all these people leaving, and he's not the first either. Bioware has had a non-stop exodus of high-end, long-time, long-serving talent for years, and it's it just seems like non-stop that there's sort of like no end in sight for the people that are leaving from Bioware. On the one hand, this is like kind of regular for the industry. Industry has a lot of churn and a lot of people moving around to different studios, trying new things. I believe Bioware's studio head actually left the company twice and then came back. 
Uh, he actually joined Microsoft, didn't he? Or has he left again? I can't I can't keep track <laughs> of all these people leaving. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember his name. You're, off the top you're of my talking head. about Casey Hudson? Yeah, he left yeah. Bioware and then came back. And then well, he left he, again. He left and Bioware, went to Microsoft, left Microsoft, went back to Bioware, then left Bioware since then, yes. Right. Well, that tells you... <laughs> That kind of tells you all you need to know about how much faith I have in Bioware right now. So there is a lot of industry churn that goes on, but Bioware has so much to prove with a very beloved franchise, and I just, I just can't see it happening. I can't, I can't see a world where this game releases releases in a state that sort of even approaches any form of satisfaction. I just have no faith left, man. Well, okay. So, what about what about him saying should Xbox look into salvaging the studio? I'd say no, honestly, because without because without the the Bioware sort of when Bioware was great, it had a specific audience, not audience. It had a specific set of staff back in the day that it just doesn't have anymore. A lot of those like legendary people who worked on the Dragon Age franchise, especially like, you know, Mark Laidlaw, Mike Laidlaw, Mark Laidlaw, Mike Laidlaw, and, and other people like that, they're just not there anymore. You know, so all the people who made Bioware what it is just aren't there anymore. So Microsoft could just hire the, the people that are left if they wanted to. I literally don't think that there's a universe where it makes any sense to buy Bioware. Especially without the IP, because is EA going to sell the IP as well, or, or just or what? So no, I, personally, I just think, yeah, I, th- I just think Bioware is going to be the next, the next EA studio probably on the chopping block. I mean, I, I, you know, it's 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 sad to say, and I really don't, I really hate to be cynical, and I try not to be, because I'm cynical a lot, but I just they've just got so much to prove, man, and I just can't see it. I think like. Basically, all the sing- all the good single player games out of EA are probably going to come from Respawn now. After after they like totally nailed Jedi Fallen Order, I think like they'll be given sort of more freedom to sort of keep delivering on that IP. But you know, I think EA is going to keep too close of a rein on bioware as it is right now after the failings of anthem and stuff like that and they'll be like they'll be like stifling i can imagine them like getting involved in every little decision like oh that's no good that's no good do this instead oh this needs more monetization do that instead so because of bioware like being under a microscope at ea and stuff like that as well i think it's probably like not a great environment to be working in either which is why they're probably losing talent as well so I just—it's just the way EA handles studios is garbage, you know. I actually agree with you that I think Bioware at this point in time is a shell of itself, and the yeah. doctors have left, and like everybody that made you know Bioware, Bioware is pretty much gone. So yeah. I don't really think they're a good buy if EA was looking to get rid of them. Xbox already has yeah. a ton of RPG studios, you know. It's like. Uh, yeah, I I don't I think that's a pass for Xbox personally. Um, Eddie the Psycho says, uh, "Hey Jazz, what's up? Uh, Agony Ants, looking forward to some <laughs> advice from the Xbox Two dating podcast." Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot we're we're a dating yeah, podcast. We're, we're now. total we're a total gay, gay, you know, dating podcast now. Uh, Uncamp Talk dating. says, "Rand, how are you feeling about the Wheel of Time show? I like it so far, even if it differs from the books." 
Love the podcast. Glad to catch it live. So, yes. Wheel of Time is now available on Amazon Prime video. Um, I've watched all four episodes. I quite enjoy the show. Um, you know, I know it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination at all. There definitely has some flaws. Pacing for one. They're going through these episodes pretty fast. And so sometimes I think it's hard to get some, you know, maybe newcomers, maybe not, uh, you know, uh, fully grasping the world or the concepts or maybe not getting behind the characters that as quickly as they should. But the one thing I'll say is like, it definitely, uh, they, there are a lot of changes from the books, Jess, a lot of changes. Um, go to bed. Well, I guess it really depends on like, I really, I guess it would really depend on the person you're asking. Like I've all, I like, I never expect adaptation or, uh, I never expected it to be a one-to-one adaptation. Like the books are the books. And, t- and the TVs, TV, movies, movies. Like, I always can separate how I feel about each of the mediums. And I know that, you know, taking a book and putting it on TV is going to require some certain changes. Because they're two completely different mediums. So, yeah. for the most part, I'm cool with the changes. Um, and I'm more looking at this show as being a new turning of the wheel for these characters. Uh, like more of like, hey, this is an alternate reality kind of thing or another aspect of their lives in another, you know, that would be going more in depth with like the wheel of time essentially. But um, yeah, like I always have the books and they'll always be with me. And I didn't expect the, sh- uh, the show to be a one-to-one adaptation like I, I still expect the story beats to happen pretty much the same way like the big moments who the characters are you know like I, I you know I, I think those will all remain the same but they're definitely going to change how characters get to certain points um, do you recommend it to someone who hasn't read the books I think so because I've been talking to a few people in the community like Obi-Wan and Luca they've been messing me about it and Obi-Wan like loves it um, he, he basically was telling me he does for anybody that likes the Witcher on Netflix, he, he can't see how you could like the Witcher and not like the show. So, okay. Well, I've been watching the Witcher on Netflix and I really like it. So maybe I should watch this then. Yeah. So I guess it's, you know, book fans, they're going to have their own feelings about, about this stuff. I know there, I know I've seen some people online saying that like they've changed it too much and because of it, it's, it's horrible. I mean, you get that with any sort of adaptation that people love but um yeah it's it's so far you know i'm digging it we'll, we'll see how everything uh, you know ends up but i'm liking what speaking i'm seeing of, so far um, speak it's a prime show right amazon prime. yes amazon prime well speaking of amazon prime and speaking of bioware that's a pretty good segue into the fact that uh there's rumors that uh amazon is commissioned or looking to commission a mass effect tv show did you see this? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. What do you think? What do you think about a Mass Effect TV show? Personally, and how about you you guys in chat, I would love a Mass Effect TV show. I just, I well, love I'm sci-fi. I'm in two minds about it. Because okay. I, I haven't seen any, I've seen a lot of Netflix shows, but I do have Amazon Prime, but I've never used it. I use Amazon Prime for the deliveries. I don't really use it for the TV stuff. And I probably should because I am paying for it, but the app's just terrible. The app is so bad, but whatever. Um, so I have no idea what kind of quality you get out of Amazon Prime in terms of like, you know, the shows and stuff. So 
I'm intrigued, I guess you should, I guess I could say, like, it's, you know, maybe it could even be better than, you know, EA's ability to make games. So maybe this is the only way we get more decent Mass Effect is out of, if it goes this, goes to TV, I don't know. But yeah, I'm intrigued, but it'd have to be, it'd have to be like big budget and I'd have to get someone who really knows the the franchise and really knows the sci-fi and, uh, you know, because it could be really lame with like cheap effects and cheap AR, cheap, um, I don't know what you call it, like CGI, you know, like I was, I was thinking like, do they use practical effects like uh, like the modern Star Wars movies or do they go for like pure CGI like the, the older Star Wars movies? Because that look pretty dated by today's standards, like the Clone Wars and stuff. But I don't know. I have to wait and see. I, I guess. mean. Yeah, I, I would love it. I love sci-fi shows. I love Mass Effect. Um, I, I did see some concerns because people are like, well, if they do a Mass Effect TV show, then they have to pick a main character, and it would have to be a dude or a chick. And so you're making a canonical choice there, you know, because, like, Mass Effect's all about, like, hey, my oh, shepherd yeah, is male or female. My shepherd looks like this. I play my shepherd renegade. I play my shepherd paragon, but in a TV show, well, like he's going to have to, <laughs> he or she is going to have to either be, you know, paragon or renegade. And like, you're not making the choices anymore. So does mass effect lose its luster? If it's, you know, not like basically yours and it's, it's a writer writing everything. Well, what did- if they did it like, what if what if it wasn't Shepard? What if it was like a separate story? Yeah, I, I did see that. Like, like if it that. wasn't like if it wasn't an adaptation of the games, it was just like set in the universe. Maybe that could work because even if you do, even if it is an adaptation of the games, can you have all the characters that you everybody loves in you know the story? Like, what happens if they decide you know what we can't put, um, uh, you know, one of the alien companions in because they, they don't have the CGI budget for it. So, like, maybe your favorite companion is... uh, God, yeah. I'm blanking on his name right now. I, I love the guy, and I just... Bane. No, the the Solarian Doctor uh, in Mass Effect Morden. 2. Morden. There Morden. you go. Like, what if, like, your favorite character is Morden, and because they can't get practical effects or, or CGI, Morden's just not in it? Or what about, like, Rex or Grunt? Right, so that you do not have like, you know, Krogan or 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 Salarians in the show. Is that really Mass Effect at that point? There's, you know, I mean, you could adapt it, sure. So I, you know, there are some pitfalls. It's just, it's just interesting to think about, right? Um, Hey, our buddy Sin Vendetta says, "Hey, Jazz, your metal release of the week is self-titled by Scion." A debut metalcore band by the legendary metal vocalist Howard Jones and very talented guitarist YouTuber Jared Dean Dine Dun, Jared Dinas Deans enjoy. Interesting. I will check them out. Yes. Can you drop me a DM with that in if you're on Twitter? Because otherwise, I'll forget. <laughs> um, Sherman Jacobs says that. Uh, let me see. Uh, we are the best, and he loves us both. Thank you, buddy, for the support. Um, Nightwolf says, strolled into GameStop last night with a $15 coupon, not sure what I wanted, and lo and behold, they had the 20th anniversary controller left. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I actually got the 20th anniversary controller as well. Like, it came in stock at Walmart, and I was just like, I don't know. I have the Aqua Shift controller, and I, I got the Forza Horizon 5 limited edition controller for X, from Xbox. Like, do I need the 20th anniversary controller? And I was just like, 
yeah, why not? So I bought it. It's a very, very <laughs> nice looking controller, but it's just like... Oh. I, was, I was thinking on it, but I thought, I don't need it. I got so many damn controllers at this point. Yeah. Uh, Sir X-Men wants to know if did we watch the 8-Bit Christmas on HBO? Um, I don't even yeah. know what that is, unfortunately. We don't... We don't get HBO in the UK. It probably would have been on Sky or something, and I don't have Sky. Rip. Rip. Uh, King Ram says, The Wheel of Time as a book is epic. The Wheel of Time as a TV show is okay. They are destroying the characters. Don't lie to yourself, Rand. Um, <laughs> it depends on which characters. I mean, I still think they're being true to... like Because they made a lot of changes, and I don't want to spoil it for people, but... Even though they've made changes to Perrin and Matt, I still feel like the core of their characters are still intact. I feel like Rand's still the same at this point. Uh, Gwen and and Naveen, I always say your name wrong, I think are s- still the same. There are a lot of changes. Um, and I'm not saying like the show is absolutely amazing. I'm just saying I'm enjoying it as a fan. I, I like seeing the world and the characters brought to life, even if the uh even if the book is not being adapt- adapted one to one um you'd have to you'd have to tell me which characters you think are being destroyed so uh yeah appreciate all the support everybody um yeah, yeah guys rock yeah um so jez you mentioned before the xbox museum and uh what yeah. what do you think about their first foray into the metaverse did you explore oh, I don't know. Isn't that what Metaverse is? Little character running around a virtual world? The only thing different it would be like putting on like a VR helmet to be in there, right? That's, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I suppose like that you need to do it in VR, really. I, I wonder if it supports VR because there is like a web a web VR thing you can use. Maybe it, maybe it does support VR. Someone probably, some if anyone's got an Oculus Rift in, in chat, test that out because I want to know. If it were, if it supports web VR or whatever it's called, but um, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, it was. It seemed like a, it seemed like a lot of a lot of work. <laughs> I sit there thinking, man, how much how much how much effort went into this? That's a lot, you know. Um, but it was it was cool to see. I guess um, some of the some I saw some complaints on Twitter that the data wasn't accurate. Yeah. No, some of the, like, some of the data definitely it. wasn't accurate. It like said my first login on the three sixty was before I got the console. Like, I know when I bought the console, it was January of 2006, but it said I first logged into it, like, November of 2005. I didn't even have the console in 2005. So there's that, some of the stats are definitely awkward. You see it was, like, built on the back end of, like, uh, uh, Google's Cloud? I didn't. Yeah, I, saw, I think I saw Tom Warren tweet about it, like... Maybe that's because it's maybe that's because it has the VR stuff. Because I don't know. Maybe Microsoft doesn't support web VR if it is VR. Maybe it isn't VR. Maybe I'm just talking out my ass, but I don't know. It's, it was cool anyway, but that's interesting that it's on Google's cloud. Yeah. Um yeah, so I I kind of went in there, I screwed around with it for a little bit. Didn't run very well on my PC, didn't look good. Looked uh uh, like I couldn't read anything. I don't know. The text was like basically garbled and unreadable. So I had to do it on my phone. But yeah, my brother had that issue on his computer. That's weird. Yeah. So I mean, I would rather do it on my on a browser. So I had to do it through my phone. And 
I was kind of looking through the 360 stuff and I'm just like, eh, I, I know all this stuff, right? Like I've, I, <laughs> I lived through all these eras for the most part. Like, so I was like, I just wanted to see my own stats and it was like, Hey, you know, my most played game was PUBG, <laughs> like, which I figured it was, oh, wow. um, cause I played that game wow. a lot. So, um, I mean, no, it was a cool little celebration for the 20th though. Like the history. Well, embarrassing, huh? <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah. It's not a real game. Like, you're you're the one you're the one playing Monster Hunter. Hell yeah. I actually I actually you know it's funny. The museum actually made me think, you know what? I want to play Monster Hunter now and I reinstalled it. So uh I wonder if I wonder if anyone else saw saw that museum and, and thought, you know what, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on a trip down memory lane because of this. But, uh, yeah, it was a cool little feature. And did anybody install any games that you saw uh, in your top five and be like, I'm going to play this, like Jez did, or is Jez just the the, the weird one here? <laughs> uh, Edward King says, Xbox should go after Casey Hudson's startup studio. And Sir X-Men says uh, it was about people trying to get the first NES funny movie. Um, I'll have to check it out. I didn't see it. I don't really go on HBO that much. I usually... Uh, got a lot of shows I watch on Netflix and I've been kind of watching stuff on Prime because Wheel of Time's on Prime, but yeah. Uh, Snake says, Battlefield 2042 is the worst Battlefield ever released. They stripped it of two-thirds of what makes a Battlefield a Battlefield. From classes to destruction, it feels so shallow. Mm, yeah, I know I, I haven't have really played it. Much I, quicker than I expected. Yeah, I haven't played it as much as I thought I would, mainly because my friends all dropped it once Halo came out and none of them have gone back to it. So I'm yeah. like, I'm a huge battlefield guy. Like I, I, I still think battlefield 20, it was bad as battlefield 2042 is as a battlefield game. I still found it a million times more fun than call of duty Vanguard, but it is a terrible battlefield game. Like I, I've already bounced off it. And I was like, I was expecting battlefield 2042 to sort of, be my go-to multiplayer game like even over halo i expected it, that to be the case but instead i'm going through dark souls instead so, so I've, op- I've opted out of battlefield 2042 there's so many problems with it there are so many damn problems with it um like not just not bugs either weirdly not bugs because i remember the launch of battlefield 3 and even battlefield 4 they were quite buggy Battlefield 3 especially, you had this whole like rubber banding thing where you took a few steps forward and then you'd rubber band, the server would rubber band you back to back a few feet and stuff. Battlefield 2042, bugs-wise, at least on Xbox, feels relatively solid, but there's just all the gameplay decisions they've made. Like, I, at first I was like, actually, I, I kind of like the freedom to be an, to be a, to be to choose what weapons my operator has or whatever. I quite like that freedom to be like, you know, an engineer with a med crate. But then I got killed by a sniper because he had a rocket launcher. And I was like, should a sniper really have a rocket launcher? <laughs> you know, so it just sort of, I started to, the more I played it, the more I sort of realized that there was like an uncanny thing missing. And that's the whole idea of being able to play as a team. And you know, that person on the right is a medic. And I know if I stick with them, then I get healed. You know, that that whole that whole idea of team play has been wiped out because you don't know what anyone what kit anyone has now. And I think that was a huge mistake by EA that like even I didn't realize 
was missing when I first played the game because it really is missing. But I don't know. It, Halo Infinite came out straight after, and now nobody I know is playing Battlefield anyway. So I'm not playing Battlefield. Yeah, and, and EA did say that there's more than double the amount of people that have played it than Battlefield Five. They said millions. So Battlefield Five didn't really set the world on fire. Uh, so I wonder how many people like we didn't get numbers for this for this game. We haven't got numbers for Halo either. Do, do, let me ask you that really quickly because we do we we do have to talk about Halo. But do you find that Microsoft hasn't given numbers about Halo? Uh, weird or is this expected because it's a beta and we'll get numbers? Maybe a week after, this, like December fifteenth, after the game launches. That you- is strange, actually, that they haven't given numbers. I would have thought they would have done because it would have been good momentum after all the success they had with Forza, and that obviously they shared a lot of Forza numbers. They shared a lot of Sea of Thieves numbers as well when that launched. Um, you know, in a way, you can even, you can you can call the way Sea of Thieves launch a beta almost because hmm. like it did grad did feel a bit like early access in in some ways, but. I don't know. That's another um, discussion entirely. It is weird. I do think it's weird, yeah. You know, we talked about, hey, I think maybe last podcast or just in general, we were talking about, hey, do you think Halo releasing is going to have an effect on on Forza Horizon 5, right? Mm. And, you know, Forza Horizon after a week of release uh, was at 10 million players, right? I think they announced that on, like, the 16th because we talked about it on last week's show. And, uh... What are we, like a week after that? So, oh no, where's the 27th? Uh, what did Forza launch? On the 9th? Uh, and I think they announced it on the 16th that they had 10 million, right? Is that what, is that what, let me, let me look at the date here. Let me get the dates right, Jez. When do you, do you recall when they announced that they hit the... Uh, man, I don't even know what day of the week it is, mate. So it's, it's useless. Geez. Okay, so they, okay, so they announced on the 18th. So last, so two Thursdays ago, so not this past Thursday, but the one, so one last week, that they hit over 10 million. So we're a week past that. So they did 10 million in a week, and now we're a week past that, and they, according to leaderboards, just just hit 11. Hmm. So growth has slowed down quite a bit, huh? Yeah, do you think that's because of Halo? Well, I mean, if you go look on Xbox.com right now, the most played game on all of Xbox is Halo Infinite over Call of Duty Warzone, over Fortnite, over every game. It's number one. And Forza Horizon 5 was number one over all those games as well. And now that Halo's number one, Forza Horizon 5 is, I think, last time I looked, number four or number five. I'm just saying... like that was a mistake then? I don't know if it's a mistake... Because um, they've underestimated Forza Horizon before by their own admission. Have they underestimated it again and thrown them a curveball? Because that's kind of lame in a way. But then again, you have to you have to think that maybe there's just like a finite number of Xbox players anyway because, you know, uh, the, there's a chip shortage and stuff. And, you know... At the end of the day, if people are online and playing, that's all they want. Um, but it is interesting to see, especially if they're factoring in Steam numbers in that, right? Because Halo Infinite's on Steam too, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it'd be factoring 
on the Xbox most played games chart, but hey, Forza is definitely factoring in Steam numbers because it's just a player list. I don't know. I thought it was interesting, right? Like 10 million after a week and then over a week since then, and they've gone up a million. So I don't know if that's, typical. I don't know if that's typical of, of a slowdown that the game would normally hit uh, or that everybody wanted to play it. Who really wanted to play it in the first like week. And now that Halo's out, everybody kind of moved to Halo. It's just, I don't know. Mm. I guess we'll we'll see. You know, you know uh, what what Halo, what Forza Horizon Five's like in five months, or you know when the first expansion comes out, or whatever. Right? Uh, King Ram yeah. says, "Stop being lazy, podcast listeners, and hit the like button." Blood and bloody <laughs> ashes. So yes, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you hit the uh, like button and please share this out uh, because YouTube doesn't do their job sometimes. Uh, Sin Vendetta says, The Xbox Museum made me realize that I'm 150 hours off from Dark Souls 3 overtaking Destiny as my most played game. So now wow. I'm playing a lot more of Dark Souls 3. You know, it was funny. I was on um, I was on uh, Xbox Chatter Days today with uh, Miles, your co-worker. And um, he's been playing Dark Souls 3 a lot recently too. Everybody's just playing Dark Souls 3. Yeah, I, I was um I and played Dark Souls, Dark Souls a little bit. Yeah, I played Dark Souls three a little bit earlier, and then I thought I can't, I shouldn't play this until I finished Dark Souls one and two. Like it just felt wrong somehow. Even though with FPS boost and all the enhancements, it looks really really great. Like honestly, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell that it had been a three sixty game. It looks absolutely stunning. There's like a crystal lizard thing right at the start. It looked absolutely amazing. Like something I would have expected out of Monster Hunter more like, but. Yeah, so I'm playing Dark Souls 1. I'm determined to finish it because I've, I've started it about three or four times and I just always bounce off it for some for whatever reason. But I don't have to play any more games for work now for the next several months. So mm. in the in this down period of not having to play games for work, I'm going to go through the Dark Souls games. I'm determined. And you're not doing the review for Halo, right? No, Brendan Lowry is doing the review for Halo. And you, he's you, our Halo expert. He reads the books. He does all that ooh. crazy Halo stuff. So you're going to get a full-blown in-depth review from Brendan, who knows way more about Halo than me. And you, but and I might write an editorial about it because I have completed the game, as I mentioned on this show previously. And I do have thoughts. Mm. Layman's thoughts, but thoughts nonetheless. Yeah. Just like a second opinion. like uh, Yeah, second opinion. Um, I'm gonna screw up this name. Sats Sasquatch in time says with back impact. Could I use my Xbox One S console to install original Xbox physical discs and link play them digitally on a Series S? You guys rock. Thank you. Um, what do you think about that question? What was that question again? Sorry. With back impact, could he use his Xbox One S console to install an original Xbox physical disc? And Link play them digitally on a Series S. Ah, uh, that's an interesting scenario that I'd never considered. Uh, the only way to find out is to try it, man. There might be a port conflict or something. I don't know, but I uh, I have I don't have the setup to try that myself. So how would that work? So you would have the Series S plugged into what the the in uh, of the of the one S yeah. Uh, I would assume it would work because it's just, (laughs) just a signal, but wouldn't you, wouldn't there be a lot of, a lot of a lag? There might be some latency. Yeah. A lot of latency. When you, 
when you use the the HDMI in on the series on the One S, there is latency. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Fat Folder ninety three says thoughts on the Prime TV show Expanse. If they can have the same effects in CGI Mass Effect show, I'll be pleased. Fly Eagles fly. I love the Expanse. Um, yeah, it's weird you mention that because um, someone's been uh, evangelizing the Expanse to me recently. It's so really good. I might. I might check that out. Um, and if the if they could get the people who make the Expanse to make the TV show, then you're set because the TV show is really good. So yeah, um, I love the Expanse. Uh, check it out on Prime. I believe the last season is coming out next month, which I'm sad about because uh, I really do like the show. So last um, season, so it's like finished. Yes, season six is going to be the last season for The Expanse, even though there are nine books, I believe, or ten books. I'm not sure. Nine or ten books. The last book Ew. comes out next. Last last book comes out in three days. Is the show based on the books, or are they yes. sort of separate? No, the show is oh, based okay. on the books. So are we going to get a Game of Thrones situation where they don't know what to do because they don't have the book to refer to? No, 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 no. Like, they're not ending it they're essentially you know, you know i mean i know what you mean <laughs> um but no like they're ending the sh- they're ending the show at a different point than like where the books are ending i think Ah, uh, right okay so uh hmm. let's see what else we got here um <laughs> jazz your favorite game of all time the one that you spent so much time evangelizing in this podcast where when we do what we're playing, you always would skip over because, you know, who wants to listen to you talk about that game? But apparently okay. there's rumors going around that this game may be coming to Xbox and perhaps might be even announced at the Game Awards. Final that's, Fantasy? That's World of Warcraft. Oh, right. Oh, that game. Oh, that that game. other game. That dead game um but yeah i saw these rumors uh someone someone looked at xbox the xbox website source code and they think or at least this was a rumor like anyone can edit source code on their browser and take a screenshot so it looks like it's part of the website when it's not so it's hard to verify if it was real i think it might have even been proved not real Some, i'm sure i read that somewhere but i don't know but it is a rumor that World of Warcraft will come to Xbox. I actually heard this rumor ages ago. It's like it's like been an industry rumor for a little while. And it makes sense, Rand. It makes a lot of sense. Because last expansion, Microsoft and um, Microsoft and Blizzard worked together to add support for X full blown support for Xbox controllers and the Xbox adaptive controller, which is obviously two things that you'd need if you were coming to Xbox. And um if they are bringing an Xbox, and you know, I believe it's true. I believe it to be true. Um, this is not. A, this is an act of desperation from Activision, <laughs> because that is not. It's not like it's. It's. It's weird because it's like it's something that you'd think should be celebrated, but to me, that's an act of desperation of a dying game that's looking for somewhere, anywhere to find new players, because where is dying? You know. It's, there's no other way of saying it. Where is a dying game? Like all of all of the metrics that um, they share with uh, shareholders suggest that Blizzard's shedding players nonstop from all of its IP, not just um, not just World of Warcraft either. 
And the reason it's dying is because Activision's underfunding it. Because that's Activision. They want they want something for nothing. They want the devs they want the devs to make get expansions that are as complicated as Legion and as feature rich as some of the old expansions with half of the devs and less, you know, less dev investment. And you can't do that. You have to invest more to get because people people's expectations go up. They don't go down. You have to at least be as good as the last expansion and they're not. The last two expansions were worse than Legion. And Legion was the first good expansion in several other expansions. And uh, yeah, the game is not doing well. So on the one hand, kind of cool to see it finally come to Xbox. But on the other hand, World of Warcraft is in the worst state that it's been in since maybe the last 12 years. And it's it's barely worth recommending these days. But, Hmm. you know, if you've never played it before and you want to give it a go, see what all the fuss was about. And you don't have a PC, you'll be able to play it on your Xbox. It's just it just sucks that it had to come now mm. when the game's basically in its death throes. And you know, Rand, it reminds me of something. It reminds me of how Activision treated another one of its IPs before they killed it. Um, Guitar Hero. Do you remember that? Do you remember I Guitar do remember Hero? that. I do remember, yeah. So Guitar Hero, like back in the day, Guitar Hero was a huge IP, massive IP made ridiculous amounts of money, sold ridiculous amounts of copies. But they overdid it. They released new Guitar Hero games sometimes twice a year, not just once a year, because basically it was just reskinning the old game slightly, maybe tweaking the graphics slightly, licensing licensing a bunch of songs, and just releasing a new version every few months. And that I suppose they thought nobody would notice, but people got sick of it. People got absolutely sick of Guitar Hero. And they got so sick of it that they sort of, it sort of cannibalized itself until it just died. That's what Activision is doing to World of Warcraft right now. It it reminds me exactly of Guitar Hero, where they're sort of like, let's let's see how much money we can squeeze out of this before we finally put it to bed. And you know, I welcome them to prove me wrong, as I've said repeatedly. But I don't think I'm going to be wrong. I don't think I'm wrong about this. You think uh, um, if. If world, because World of Warcraft has been rumored for Xbox for years, right? Years yeah. and years and years and years, and it's never come. If it would come like five years ago, that would have been a big deal, right? Yeah, but if it now came, if it came midway through Legion, which was about I want to say five years ago ish. It would have been a huge deal because Legion was a really good expansion, had a great story, made a lot of sense, had great features. Had like it gave you reasons to want to log on every day. There, it was all it was all class based, so every class got cool stuff. But now there's like there's literally no reason to log on. All the all the features were like rehashed of previous expansions. Like they've run out of ideas, and they just keep like cutting things that people don't want them to cut, and then they they backlash and re-add it afterwards in a half baked way. I don't know. Mm. It just is what it is, man. So do you think this time it's actually true? Do you think it's going to be announced that the video game awards is, you know, I can believe it. Yeah. I can believe it. I can believe that's something they've been working on. I also think it's, it's, it could be a reason why world of Warcraft's not doing so great. Maybe because they've sent a load of the devs to work on that version of the game instead of actually, you know, making Shadowlands good. 
But Shadowlands has been one of the worst expansions I've ever played in. Worse, worse than Cataclysm, in my view, which is regarded as the worst expansion. So, I don't know. And yeah, someone in chat says, you know, Ruthwick says, it's crazy how Jay's saying Activision room. Wow, like Blizzard's not even at the table. Man, I am, I'm, I'm totally not blaming Activision completely for this. But at the end of the day, they fund... Activision funds how many devs they hire. They control the company's culture, and they're the ones who are supposed to entice, you know, quality devs to work for Blizzard. And they just... Who would want to work for Blizzard right now in the, in the, in the situation they're in, in the sort of... The reputation Activision's built up around that studio is not one people want to work for. And that's why... Do you know, do you know where all of Blizzard's good devs went? Where'd they go? They went to Riot. I went to Riot to work on League of Legends and all the all the League of Legends extra games that are coming out in the the next few years like that. I can't Wild Rift and stuff like that. You know, Riot is uh, eating Blizzard's lunch right now. And I was I was saying on Twitter the other day how it's funny that I don't know anyone who plays League of Legends, but it's still one of the biggest games in the world. And you know, people it's people a crazy amount of people watch League of Legends esports, even when like. I don't know anyone really who plays it. Do you know anyone who plays League? Does anyone in chat play League? I have no idea. Yeah. Do you play League? Anybody in, in chat play League? I, I don't know anybody personally who, who plays League. But I dabbled is, in uh, League back in the day. but This um, is a very popular game still. Not, yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of Blizzard's old school devs, they all went to Riot, like that worked on World of Warcraft and stuff. And, uh, you know, I saw that. Everyone keeps saying, like, man, you should watch the League of Legends TV show on Netflix, even if you haven't played the game. Like, this is all stuff Blizzard wanted to be able to do, but couldn't, ultimately, because they weren't they weren't being funded properly, you know. So, it is what it is. And, you know, my, my sorrow is immeasurable for, with lamentations for World of Warcraft's decline. You know, I, I have emotional feels about that game. I, yeah, I know you do. I know you do. Um, Snake says, Expanse is one of the best TV series he's ever seen. So, uh, people are talking about Expanse in the in the comments and TV shows. Uh, I love the Expanse. I do. I, I want to check it out. Watch I'm going to check out. What? Is it on Netflix? No, it's on Prime. Oh, okay. It's on Prime. Well, I guess I'll have to, I'll have to watch it on Prime then. We got uh, Miles Dampier showing up in chat saying Randall Marathon's still going. I blame you for the. I blame you, Miles, because, uh, you know, he's just like, hey, come on, come on last week. It'll be me and you. And I was like, all right. And then he's <laughs> like, nah, I got a bigger guest. We got Grub coming on. I'm like, well, you know, Grub's, Grub is pretty cool, you know, like, <laughs> all right. And then I'm like, oh, I'll do it next Saturday. And then, like, you know, we were going to do the show yesterday, and then I wasn't going to be home. So I was like, yeah, can I, I? I'm like, should I cancel on Miles? It's really short notice. But I was like, nah, I can't. I can't do that to Miles. I can't put. I didn't want him to put out there and be like, well, no chatter days because Rand, you know, he's a he's an <laughs> asshole. So, so here I am pulling double duty, doing two podcasts back to back. Probably be talking about the same stuff, and I'm probably gonna try to say the <laughs> same thing and just in a Rehast. different way. So, wow, you like you like an Activision game. <laughs> I know, right? Rand- Randall Duty. Randall Duty Vanguard. Yeah, I'm going to do the same, oh say the same thing in a different way. Uh, <laughs> Flame says, Xbox deserves better than World of Warcraft. Give us Final Fantasy fourteen. Yes. Hell yeah. 14 Man, it's would be the best. It's crazy. Game at this like, point. 
after playing like Final Fantasy fourteen, it's it's really hard to go back to World of Warcraft. Not World of Warcraft still has better combat than Final Fantasy fourteen. It really does. But the special effects and the graphics in Final Fantasy fourteen actually feel somewhat current gen. You go back and play World of Warcraft now, it looks like a PS2 game. It really does. I, I, it's going to be funny seeing it on, on Xbox Series X, probably in 4K, but like with these sort of giant textures. I don't know. <laughs> Dino says, Randall broken record. I heard all this two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, Scarecrow says, Rand, is OLED worth the price, even from a jump from 4K HDR TV already? Uh, where's that person that says I talk too much about my OLED? Uh, it depends on what 4K TV you have. Um, I think so. Cause I had a crappy one. Um, so I guess, it, I guess yeah. it really depends on what TV you currently have. But, uh, I would say yeah. always, always go for the OLED. If you got the extra I... funds. Yeah. I, I had like one of these sort of affordable 4K TVs and then eventually upgraded to the cheapest QLED. And it was, it's night and day for the colors and the brightness and stuff. So, you know, I, I won't go to like a sort of non QLED or OLED now after using a QLED. I think it's worth it personally. <laughs> Space Dovakin. Look on uh, windowcentral.com for some good deals. <laughs> Space Dovakin says, Chatterday was all doom and gloom. That's right, Miles. You heard it here from Space Dovakin. He said, You were all dooming and glooming. Like, Miles was all like dooming and glooming on Halo Jazz. It was pretty bad. He's like, you know, Halo monetization, Halo challenges. He he even called three four three greedy. You know what I mean? Like, he was he was damn. He was dooming it up, you know. And people and, and chat up. called him out. They're like, hey man, you can't criticize Halo Infinite right now because it's in a beta, you know. So you, you you can't have any criticisms. So yeah, you know, I actually have an article coming out on. Monday that criticizes three four three as well. So I expect more doom and gloom from Windows Central team, but it's not for the monetization. It's because of crossplay, man. Like I uh I've actually got loads of complaints and people asking me to write about this and I agree. I mean do you want to talk about Halo Infinite now and the drama surrounding it? No, no. There is a not lot of right drama. Now. Not right now. We'll, we'll talk about it. Not though. right now. No. Right now at the second. Okay. <laughs> Ruth Ruthwick <laughs> says, "Does Jez have anything new to make this podcast episode more enticing compared to the one Rand got off of a while ago?" Eye emojis. No, it's going to be the same thing said again. So, if you already heard me talk about this once, I mean, Jez might have a different take on stuff than Miles. You know, Miles is dooming. So Miles dooming. I mean, Miles dooming is basically like you know, Xbox should shut down. Phil Spencer should just <laughs> retire, you know, like he was, was bad. Damn. It was bad. The thing is, you got, you got to remember that the doom and gloom partially is because we love this stuff. I doom and gloom about World of Warcraft because I, I have an emotional attachment to that game. Like I played it for 10,000 hours. I literally, that's like, that's like over a year of my life, literally in Azeroth. So I do have a certain emotional attachment to that game. And you know, it's I see it. I see it for games like Halo too. People feel that way about Halo. You know, play a lot of people are still mad that it doesn't have co-op and stuff like that. There's like, but it's it comes from a place a place of love at the end of the day, and that's why oftentimes you get studios are sort of nervous to do sequels because the fan base 
is scary gets scary and that's it's hard to like innovate and do new stuff because you you risk run the risk of pissing everyone off you know halo and gears of war and a bunch of microsoft's games have that risk right now but yeah and i just i just want to make mention i was kidding about miles and about you know he he was saying that it was horrible for Xbox and Phil should retire. That that's just me joking around. <laughs> I, he didn't actually say those things. It was just some people in chat <laughs> didn't like the discussion about Halo. But you know it is it is what it is. Um, we also got one here yeah, from yeah. Whittier who says, "Is there such thing as podcast podcast guesting burnout? Yes, there is definitely. Uh, you can get burnout for anything. Video I I, I get ver- burnout quite often for." uh video games like playing video games sometimes i just just don't have that drive to play and i need to take some a break from it um mm. podcasting the same thing like there's been times where i've done like four shows in a week and at that point it's just like i don't want to talk about anything anymore like i don't want to talk about video games i don't want to talk about xbox i don't want to talk about whatever it's just <laughs> yeah there definitely is there is that i mean hell me and jez sometimes are just like yo we need a break Let's just skip Xbox Two this week. Let's just recharge the batteries. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, do, it, it does happen. happen. It does happen. But Jez, um, I have to go answer the door because somebody is here. So why don't you take some questions okay. and I'll be right back. Okay, chat. Rand is going to be Rand Aldor, man. So you've got a you've got me to contest with for a little while. Hit me with some questions while we wait for Rand. And uh, this therein lies the perils of doing a live show. Unfortunately, <laughs> sometimes things like that happen. But um, but yeah, hit me with some questions, chat. Hit me with some questions, and don't forget use the code XB2 for twenty five percent off at Manscaped.com. So yeah, guys, hit me with some questions. There is a delay on YouTube, man. I miss Mixer, man. When Mixer had like no delay whatsoever, and like you say, you say ask some questions. You don't have to wait for anyone to come. So Poochie says, "So VGAs, what about the VGAs? Come on, man. You got to be more specific than that." Goat says, "Any leaks? Not today, I don't think. You know, actually, I'm pretty close to being fresh out of leaks after that sort of." Project Midnight League for Compulsion. I, I'm i sitting on not very much right now. Not very much right now. Jez, how are things going with FF14 coming to Xbox uh, from Curry Cosmos? I have no idea. I haven't heard anything recently. It's always the same answer from sources. We're working on it. Um, it's. I was told that Square Enix's culture is a bit weird. Square Enix sort of, it gives their, their subdivisions a lot of freedom. So the the dev of Final Fantasy fourteen is actually called Square Enix Business Dis- Division Five. That's literally what the devs called is Square Enix Business Division Five, and they have a lot of freedom. So for Microsoft to engage with them, they have to actually like build up a relationship with the business division, not necessarily Square Enix itself, but like that's why it's, it seems weird that sometimes Microsoft gets a lot from Square Enix but not other parts because they're a sort of fragmented company. Like the West, the Western business of Square Enix is very segmented away from the, the Japanese uh, business divisions, for example. So Microsoft has to work to build up those relationships and um, that's what they're doing right now, I think. Jez, will Dembek says, will you keep playing Halo multiplayer? I think I will. 
I think I will. I'm sort of waiting to see how it pans out through into beta. I want to see what changes they're making with listening to fan feedback and stuff like that. I really want them to disable crossplay because it's so annoying when you get killed by someone because they're using a faster input than you. And I shouldn't have to plug in a Razor turret to play Halo Fair. And I've done it. I plugged in a Razor turret and wiped the floor with people because it's just, you can just turn faster with a mouse. You just can't without sacrificing aim, you know? It's not like you have such a huge disadvantage with the controller, but you just have to sort of play differently. And there's also like hackers. I haven't encountered a hacker in Halo yet, but I have seen hackers in Battlefield, which also has forced crossplay, which is really annoying. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I might just be like getting too old for all this competitive FPS stuff. If they if they really are going down this route of forcing crossplay and stuff, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to play on PC instead, and I'll just sort of knock console FPS on the head, maybe. Uh, Jez, when you stop playing for, when do you stop playing games for work, then play games for play? Well, uh, that's from Widia Santoso. So, generally, it's sort of like we go with the season, right? If there's a big game release like Forza or Halo or Battlefield, it's sort of like the whole team goes hands on with the game, so we can write guides and so we can. Um, you know, write reaction pieces and, you know, we, we sort of, we go where the players are. If all the Xbox players are on Halo, that tends to be where we go. So it doesn't really leave a lot of room for playing games that I actually feel like playing. I've got like hundreds of games that are sort of half completed because I get so far through them and then I end up bouncing off them, which is why I'm really grateful that I actually was able to complete Halo Infinite because, you know, they gave it so early during the the press cycle that i was able to actually just sit down and play it oftentimes i play games at the weekend but sometimes i'm just so burnt out that i don't even play games i just sort of you know read or you know read articles or do something boring i don't know it's uh but this season now is sort of like the quiet time between december and march i would say is probably the quietest and slowest time for game news and game press. But it's weird this year because we've got loads of games dropping in January and February that we're going to cover. Like Final Fantasy XIV and Expansion in January, Monster Hunter Rise on PC in January, and then there's like a ton of games dropping in February. So maybe it's going to be busier than usual on this year. I don't know. But it's kind of cool as well. Um, Gmar says, do you expect any game, any reveals at the Game Awards? I think I've said before on the show that I'm I am expecting Hellblade 2 gameplay at the Game Awards. Um that's like that's not confirmed by me or anything. It's just sort of like a strong hunch based on hints and rumors that I've got. So um yeah, I am expecting Hellblade 2 and I do expect other games as well. I think Xbox will have a few good stuff there to sort of cap off their year and sort of build hype for next year as well. Um, what game is this? Zara asks. Uh, this is Death's Door. It was on Game Pass. I don't know if it still is. This is Death's Door. It's sort of like uh, it's not really a Metroidvania, although it kind of is. It's like it's a soft Metroidvania. If that's a thing. Um, it's a it's a soft Metroidvania slash hack and slash slash like roguelite maybe. I don't know. I don't know what genre you give it. It's a Zelda-like too. Like people compare it to Zelda a lot, the classic Zelda. It's a really good game. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Tremendous game and really good dev. 
Uh, Jose Linares says, Jez, your fave game of this year. Uh, for me, it's probably Resident Evil Village. Um, oh, it was never on Game Pass. What am I getting it mixed up with then? Am I getting it mixed up with Hades? Hades was on Game Pass. Death Door was never on Game Pass. My bad. Um, so yeah, but it's it's worth it. I think it's like $20. Um, it's $20 and it's totally worth it. Definitely pick it up. Um, man, I wonder where Rand's gone. Someone asked if Rand was in, Rand was being visited by the FBI. Maybe like Phil Spencer's FBI gang have pulled him away for all these leaks. Uh, Trebone says, "I love crossplay. I love playing against PC players. To me, it makes me get better. If you know what I mean. Does anyone else feel the same? You know, I, that sentiment's fair, and I have felt myself on console. Like you can sort of tell when someone's a PC player because they'll do a one eighty degree spin really quickly." And they don't they turn faster. Not a lot of people change their their joystick settings on Xbox. So like when someone turns like that, you kind of know they're a mouse player. And you can sort of you do sort of realize you have to change the way you're playing a little bit. You have to like move left and right a bit bit quicker. And you can adjust the Xbox Elite controller, the dead zones on it, so you can do those sort of fast side steps. But my my elite controller's in Germany. And <laughs> so, you know. I don't want to have to like change the way I play just to accommodate for PC game gamers on on the box, but maybe that's just the way games are going. I mean, seriously, in chat, how do you guys feel about crossplay? In fact, I'm gonna drop a oh, I can't drop a poll. Only Rand can make a poll. So I want to know, guys, in the chat, how do you guys feel about crossplay? Do you think crossplay is bad for Halo, or do you think it's fine? Uh, Jez, what's your favorite mayonnaise and food combo from the General Sea? I really like Twiglets and mayonnaise. Um, Twiglets are a Marmite-based snack in the UK. And uh, I don't think that I have them in America, so only British people will know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to, when it comes to that. Uh, a lot of, some people saying they hate crossplay. Some people saying it's cool. Some people saying it's bad. Having Halo, having played Halo Infinite, do you think Master Chief likes mayonnaise sandwiches? Says Al Sage. Uh, I think it does, but like you know, the dude never eats and he never takes his helmet off. Does the does the suit just sustain him like in Dune, where it's like the the suit provides all these nutrients? I don't know, I don't know that stuff. Crossplay should be optional. I mean, yeah, that's all I want. All I want is crossplay should be optional, and it was optional in Gears of War. It was optional in Gears 4 and Gears 5. And it's even optional in Halo Infinite for ranked play. So why can't they just let me turn it off in casual play? I don't want to get all sweaty and play ranked. I don't have time. I'm too old. I just give it me just give me a toggle, man. That's all I want. And I know you can do it because you've done it in ranked mode. So whatever. Um do you like tuna pasta with mayo? Yes. Tuna, pasta, and mayonnaise is an amazing combo salad. You know, drop some cucumber in there. Mmm. Damn good. I might start a cooking podcast. Maybe I should do that. Man, where the hell is Rand? Rand, help me. I'm dying here. Any rumors about the upcoming changes and updates to Xbox upload share features? Um, there's no updates as far as I know, Dub. And I think, like, as we head into December... I think there's going to be less updates between now and January because Microsoft staff generally do get a lot of time off for December. And um, I'm not expecting to have any big, any final big updates this side of 2022, but I could be wrong. Maybe there's going to be one final big update to the alpha ring and maybe they're going to drop some new features for, for stuff. 
Um, but I haven't I haven't heard anything to that to that to that extent. Jed's too old for crossplay calling. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I am just too old, man. Back in the day, back in the day when I was a young whippersnapper, I'd play Unreal Tournament '99 for hours. And like my friend was was so sick at Unreal Tournament, he actually went one v one with a guy using an aimbot. The guy was just ridiculously sick at that game, and he just he he like he had a sixth sense for when the shield belt was going to spawn. He'd know when it was going to spawn, and he practiced the spawn rates of all the different weapons. And he was able to beat a noob using an aimbot because of the shield belt. Man, it was uh, it was awesome. Sad Stormtrooper says, what do you think about Halo Mobile game? Well, we already had a Halo Mobile game. It was called uh, Spartan Assault and Spartan Strike with the Halo Mobile games. They were all right. They were pretty good. Um, but they were sort of premium mobile games. Nobody wants to pay for a mobile game. People just want them for free. So they flopped. And I guess it's a shame because they weren't bad games. They were pretty good games. And they're like some of the only premium games that Windows Phone had. Um, Jez, do you celebrate Thanksgiving? No, we don't. The UK does not celebrate Thanksgiving. And uh, I think only Americans celebrate Thanksgiving, as far as I'm aware. Uh, the Canadians celebrate Thanksgiving? I think they have a different different Thanksgiving, right? I don't know. Maybe a Canadian in chat can tell me. Do Canadians celebrate Thanksgiving or not? I have no idea. Jez, tell your MS contacts to get the platform fire in motion. The Xbox streets need it. Yeah, platform fire. Like, uh, um, Xbox streets of rage. Um, not streets of rage. Man, can you tell? I'm getting tired. An Xbox Smash Brothers Ultimate would be really cool. Um, what you know, characters would you put in a Smash Brothers game? You know, uh, oh, well. you could do. Finally. You could totally do a solo podcast. I've been I've been listening for like five minutes. Just chilling are you in serious? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? You've been here for five minutes. No, I've been Somebody's here. I, I've been. Head. I've been here for. I've been here for like yeah. two minutes listening just oh, okay. to you go. You, you could totally do a solo podcast, Jazz. You don't need me. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I should. I don't know. Q and A with Jazz. How about that? Q and A with Jazz. I yeah. I mean, look how many questions you have. I like. I see a lot of people these days just doing like solo streams and stuff, messing around. Maybe I could stream me just grinding in Dark Souls and then. Taking questions and stuff. Taken? Did you did you leak anything interesting? Uh, I did. I leaked loads of stuff, and everyone in the chat agreed never to tell you. So you missed what? it, man. Yep. Yep. Don't Sorry, worry. It, if you did actually leak something, it'd be up on one of the websites that watches the show. Right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, we talked about crossplay a little bit. Uh, mixed feelings about crossplay in the chat. Mm. Tony Art says, "Is there photo mode in the campaign?" Sadly, there is not a photo mode in the campaign, and that's something that I was like, I was looking for it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is a really great vista. I really want to take a photograph of this." Alas, there's no photo mode in the campaign. So, um, but maybe it's something I'll add later because they supposedly have a a decade long plan for this game, or unless I'm imagining things. I yeah, George, I don't know if you answered George super chat. He said, "What's stopping Riot from outing League of Legends and Valorant on the Xbox?" I have no idea. I think what's stopping them is the fact they don't need to. You know, like they've got like a massive platform already on PC, and they probably think like it's a lot of work and wouldn't really add too much. You know, it's, it's, it sounds weird to say. But the console install base is small, man, compared to like what they're messing around with on League of Legends and mobile and stuff like that. So 
I don't know. I would like to see more MOBAs on Xbox because there isn't any. There, there isn't any MOBAs on Xbox. I've been playing Pokemon Unite on Nintendo Switch, and MOBAs totally work on console if they're sort of designed for it. You know, you know, like you wouldn't even need like Pokemon Unite is so casual. It has like auto aim for all the abilities and stuff. You wouldn't even need to go that far with it. I guess it, it does on it does for Pokemon because it's like you know for little kids, I guess, <laughs> and that's why I'm good at it. Like, just get in there and just absolutely destroy all the little kids who don't know <laughs> what they're doing. That's <laughs> awesome. But, um, but uh, you know, it, it works. I don't know why they never bought Heroes of the Storm to console either, because Heroes of the Storm was, like, really struggling against League of Legends on PC, another Blizzard game. And I was just thinking, like, man, they should just they should just put this on Xbox. It it worked. It would work. But... Yeah, and there, there, there's probably even a market for Valorant on console, too. Not really a lot of games yeah. like that. Uh. Feral, he says, you guys rock and you make my week bear my weeks bearable. And Jez, where does Master oh, Chief pee? Yeah, that's an interesting... That, didn't Joseph Staten recently say in an interview that he does it in his suit? Yeah, basically, yeah. Just he doesn't need to worry about it. He just uh, goes and the, shoot, the suit does everything for him. That's, uh... I don't know how I feel about that. It's a bit weird. Yeah, no? yeah, right? It is, it is a little bit weird. Yeah, but it's whatever, right? <laughs> It's whatever. Um, it's whatever. So, uh, did you guys happen to listen to the excellent Iron Lords podcast on Sunday with Lord I Cognito haven't... and King David and uh, Lord Addict and uh, Lord Sovereign? They had Jason Ronald on, Jez. Oh, damn. That's a big get for them. Yeah. And, yeah um, uh, Iron Lords is awesome, and they totally deserve that. Yeah, and one of the questions I asked was about, hey, what's up with the Xbox DVR and game sharing? And that, uh, you know, mm. basically that Jason Ronald stated that improving the quality of video capture and the way it's shared on the Xbox Series X and S is high on the company's priority list. Uh, he said, quote, I will definitely say that game DVR is the one area, the capture and share experience that I wish we were able to make more progress on this year than we were able to. It's definitely a priority for us. We definitely hear the uh-huh. feedback. We made some changes and we made the same imp- we made some improvements to re- reliability and quality of captures, but we know we still have work to do there. So it's definitely a priority for us and something that we're going to continue to reiterate on. Uh, but definitely mm-hmm. message heard. And like I said, it's definitely an area that I wish we were able to make more progress this year than we did, but it will definitely be a priority in 2022 so how do you feel about that and that's cool to hear because it sucks yeah. <laughs> it's really bad like if i honestly even nintendo switch has a more reliable capture trimming feature than xbox but part of me wonders if it's because of hdr like hdr seems to be seems to create issues because it's sort of a relatively new standard for video like whenever you take a screenshot on xbox with hdr turned on it comes out looking like a total mess. I don't know if you've seen it, but if you upload it to your PC, you end up with something that's like gray and washed out. It's so weird. And there's no way to turn it off. Like at least you can turn off HDR for clips, but you can't turn it off for screenshots for some reason, as far as I'm aware anyway, unless they've added that recently. Um, so maybe that's why it's better on Switch. I suppose it's easier on Switch as well because it's 1080p, but... It is pretty bad that it's better on Switch than it is on Xbox, and I, I do hope they fix that soon. Because I had a load of issues with getting pictures for my Halo preview because of the game DVR. Yeah, 
it's definitely one of those things that they knew there was issues with. There was even issues with it on the One X, and uh, yeah, it's just it's something that needs to be fixed. The the sharing isn't also very good either. So, uh, yeah, like Xbox is one of those companies that they listen to fan feedback maybe even more than they really should. I mean, they're very vocal with their fans. Um, yeah. you know, so you, I, I mean. <laughs> We make our voices heard. Like, anybody has any issues with anything Xbox-related, you know, you can see it this, like, whole week with Halo, right? What's what's everybody... Like, we have one bad mother in the chat who says, Halo is the most fun he's had in gaming in years. And a lot of people are pretty much saying the same. You know, IGN gave Halo a 9, and we'll talk about the Halo (laughs) stuff, but, like, you wouldn't know how much people are really enjoying Halo this past week because... What are people talking about? They're complaining about other things. You can definitely, they're definitely, Xbox fans are very vocal when it comes to some of the things they don't like. They'll definitely shout it from the rooftops and game DVR and all those things are definitely something that people have been, you know, wanting fixed. So sometime in 2022, they're going to make it better. And yeah, I would assume, I, I don't know. What do you, I mean, just the sharing experience because I've had issues where clips what I would upload to or trim on the console don't actually work and can't upload. So it's one of those things, man, where it's like it does need work, especially considering, like you said, Switch does it better. Um, PlayStation yeah. does it significantly better uh, than than Xbox does, and you know, it's ho- just hopefully- weird. It's just... Part of it is, I think they've sort of put themselves in a corner because of the because of the way the xbox operating system is because it's like it uses hypervisor and it's sort of like fragmented and stuff so like the two different the operating system that runs the games is separate to the operating system that well you know is the operating system and like they have to communicate for things like taking clips and stuff i guess and maybe that's where some of the issues are coming in i don't know i'm not technical enough to really call that but it does seem like the operating system they've designed for xbox has like its downsides right great for backwards compatibility not so good for things like this maybe i don't know that's my hunch anyway yeah um let's see what else we got um oh yeah so we talked about the sega deal right uh yeah and you meant you wrote an article saying that it might be more significant than people really realize but you know, you didn't you didn't say that they were going to be exclusive games or whatever because there was this contingent of people that Xbox fans that were like, "This is going to lead to, I guess, exclusive games." Because mm. Sega had to come out and clarify that their deal with Microsoft isn't it isn't about any exclusive games. Like they won't be releasing any exclusive games for the platform. You know, in the near future that it's maybe more of a deal for the super game or whatever the hell they're talking about uh, that they have plans on. So, I mean, did anybody really expect Sega to (laughs) uh, make exclusive games? That's not what, like, you were saying at all in any of your stuff, right? No, I was saying that... I wasn't saying they were going to make, like, a Sonic exclusive. I was just saying it's going to lead to more partnerships, like, with Relic. Like, I can see the next Age of Empires being made by Relic. And that's not going to be on PlayStation. So what? Is that not, does that not count as an exclusive? I don't know. 
Like I totally see Age of Empires, the next Age of Empires being Relic, and I see expansions being made by Relic too, because they've worked really well together and they're really pleased with it. Age of Empires Four has been the biggest Age of Empires release ever, and you can you can partially attribute that to the fact the market's bigger, maybe sure, but you know they're very. I know they're very happy with it, so that's going to be Relic again, and that's going to be exclusive again. Um. So maybe they maybe they just the want to settle fears that you know Yakuza or something could go exclusive. I don't know, but I don't expect that. I just expect them to be doing more partnerships with their studios. This isn't isn't um, Fantasy Star Online too. Isn't that exclusive to Xbox right now? Technically, uh, I don't think I it's think on it PlayStation is. or Switch. Yeah, yeah, I think that's technically exclusive. So say. Someone going out Sega, does that not count as counts as exclusive? Kind of feels like they're sort of, I don't know, trying to just sort of avoid criticism or fears about Yakuza and maybe Persona right now. I don't know. But mm. but yeah. Yeah, I think you know, we'll we'll see more about their things later and down the road, but I mean, nobody ever said exclusive games because that's just ridiculous. But, yeah. you know, just strengthening of a partnership between the two companies. Uh, Wolf Assassin, who's been a member for six months, says, Hey, guys, I'm in need of a fix. It's pretty rare, and Jez is the only dealer. Lol. So I'll ask, <laughs> where, what's the weekly Xbox, 40, for, Xbox First Party Games rumor update? Yeah, Jez. So uh-huh. he wants Sorry, to know, what? the what's the weekly Xbox First Party Games rumor update? He probably wants more information about, like, code names or things from games that you know and stuff like uh, that. It's, it's winding down, man. The rumor mill for Xbox Game Studios is winding down. I suppose the, the best rumor right now is Hellblade appearing at the VGAs. I think that's probably, like, the thing that I expect to see happen that isn't confirmed yet. Um, but other than that, uh, I think you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait a bit for more Xbox game studios you just need to get in with bethesda yeah i have no i have no information about what what's going on at bethesda really i really want to know about fallout honestly where's who's making fallout 5 there's going to be a fallout 5 yeah like the main the main studios are doing uh starfield and elder scrolls 6 but where the hell's fallout 5 man i mean i need my i need my fallout fix dude you're gonna wait 2030, dude. 2032. Fallout 5. Uh, I mean, we'll think be about dead it. by then, Ryan. 20, so next year, cross your fingers, 11, 11, 22, you're going to have Starfield. And then <sighs> what? Four years later, you're going to have Elder Scrolls 6. So in 2026. And then four years after that, Fallout 5. So 2030. <laughs> I mean, do you think that's the timeline? <laughs> I hope not. I mean, are they going to do each one of the, are they going to do Elder Scrolls six in three years? So 2025 and then 2028. I mean, when you, if if you think, and you believe Todd Howard, when he says like, well, it's our DNA and he kind of seems like he doesn't want to give it up. What do you think is the timeline for those games then? I mean, when you, when you look at it like that, how many studios do they have? Bethesda's main, Bethesda softworks. They've got two studios, right? Austin, you Austin. I'm not um, really sure uh, how many studio like that 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 group has, but like, you know, if they're all work, if they're focused on Starfield, and then they move to Elder Scrolls afterwards, then 
I just can't see them turning around Elder Scrolls sooner than four. I mean, well, I don't know. They better, they better just give it a Bioware to do then, I guess. Yeah, Bioware. Okay, yeah. Not Bioware. Obsidian. Uh, well, what, <laughs> who, who says Obsidian? Why not Obsidian? What if they want to do their own thing? Like, you know, we'll make a a better Fallout with Outer Worlds uh, too. I need my Fallout, man. Oh, well, man. I know you and Mr. You know, you didn't show up for the Xbox 2, you know, Defining Duke crossover last week where you could have talked to Maddie about this, where he's losing his mind over the fact that fallout won't be here till 2032. So yeah, unless they, they have somebody else do it. I just, I don't know. I just don't see them making these games in under four years, especially with how, how long it takes to make games now. Like Mm. you're looking at like four years minimum. So, That's crazy. Well, they're gonna have to spin up another studio then. Maybe they do that. Maybe they do that. Indeed. Just uh, do it. Just spin up another studio, Todd. Yeah, make another me. studio. He might not even make the game. There's a good chance he does Starfield, executive produces Indiana Jones, and walks off in the sunset after Elder Scrolls Six and says, "I've done my work here. Elder Scrolls Six is my masterpiece. I'm out." And he's not even around for Fallout Five. Ah, don't say that man I mean, you never know you man. never know oh, man. i mean think about it will oh. we still be podcasting by the time fall five comes out i don't even know if podcasts will exist by you, then, you would say like you don't even know if the world will be existing in 10 years from now well dude we got a new covid variant man yeah the super named after Unicron a transformer variant. omnicron <laughs> yeah uh bright tundra says here's a chat to get at Flames, very important question out there. Jez, Rand, who is your best girl and your favorite anime? Rand, if you, <laughs> are to, if you are too much of a normie, you can tell us your favorite actor and show. Best girl, favorite anime. Wow, that's mm. tough, man. That's mm. tough. Ugh, man. But I have to say, when when people ask me questions like this and I'm like trying to think... And, uh, you know, it's sort of like, what, who, who do you, th- I suppose it's like, who do you think of first when people ask you a question like that? And I have to say, I have to say, Ghost in the Shell was the first thing that popped into my head, the movie, which I suppose is not an anime. Well, it is an anime, but it's like, um, you know, it's, uh, it's not, a, it's not a show. It's a movie. That was the first thing that popped into my head. And then you know you got your you got your you got your waifu in made in the major in that so. Okay. so yeah. What what's what's the best girl? Yeah, major major. Matoku. I know, but like, what is the best girl? Like, what does that mean? What do you mean? What does it mean? It means who's the best girl? What do you mean, man? God, you're such a normie, Rand. I mean, I guess I, I am a normie. I, I, I don't have, understand. I don't have who's message. my be- Who's the best girl? <laughs> <laughs> oh um, God. Best girl. So, I don't know. I guess anime, I don't know. Does I watched the Arcane show on Netflix. Is that considered anime? No. It's not considered anime. All right, I guess No, it's not anime. You Philistine. Right. Um my favorite TV show uh probably of all time, probably Lost. Um I love Lost. Favorite actor? It's a tough one. I really don't have a favorite actor, honestly. There isn't someone out there that I'm just like I will go see anything he's in. I don't. 
I don't really have someone like that, to be honest with you. So I like every Keanu Reeves movie I've seen has been a total banger. Mm, Keanu Reeves like, is a pretty good actor. I actually kind of like even his ba- even his bad movies. Like <laughs> still, <laughs> still enjoyable, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I re- my favorite actor is Christian Bale, though, hands down. Ooh, Christian Bale is crazy good, and he's in so many of my favorite movies. Have you seen The Machinist with Christian Bale? Yeah, Christian Bale's a really good actor. Yes, oh, so good. Uh, Treybone four hundred eight says, Jesen Rand, why is it that none of these companies import mobile games to consoles? Like Marvel games, would love to play those and others on console. What do you think mm. is the reason for mobile games not coming to console, Jez? Just uh, not the audience for it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I really do think that someone's missing a trick. You know, I really do feel like some of these mobile games could work on on consoles. Like we've, Genshin Impact's like pretty big on PlayStation. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. And. Pokemon Unite obviously is pretty big on Nintendo Switch because it's Pokemon, I guess. Um, and like, like I said earlier, there's not many MOBAs on Xbox. And someone mentioned Smite, but Smite is like literally the only one. It's the only real MOBA that we have on Xbox, which is crazy. And it's it's a third person MOBA, so it's like a little bit different from what you typically expect. I don't know. I think there's more Microsoft could do here. Like, especially considering Netflix is doing the, their whole mobile game, their mobile game Xbox Game Pass. Maybe Microsoft starts reaching out to mobile devs and saying, like, put your games on Game Pass as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, we'll let you stream the, stream the mobile version of the game to Xbox so you don't even have to port it. That could be interesting. It's, it's one of those things where e- even if you take, like, Gears Pop, for example, you know, that came out in 2019... Like they just put that on mobile and it was like, they could have put that on Xbox, but they didn't. I just, I just also wonder why is it like, just because they feel like that's not worthy enough to be on the console or I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, wow. Uh, thank you very much for the, uh, $50 super chat. Zariah. Uh, he goes, Hey, random jazz. I'm a 50 year old gamer with two kids. The oldest dude on this chat. I wanted to say you guys rock the best podcast. Thanks for your candor and no industry marketing fluff. Your life stories are motivating and uplifting. Wow. Thank you very much for the support, man. And that awesome awesome. super chat. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Christian F says real talk. Halo infinite can solve all the problems by simply putting Slayer and objectives in their own playlist. Love you guys. That is a big issue uh, that a lot of people do have. Uh, Space Dovakin says, I bet NXI or Obsidian are working on Fallout. Um, I don't think Obsidian no. is, uh, right now at least. NXI is only working on one game right now, and it's Cobalt shaped, yeah. I believe. Sherman Jacob so, says, When will the next big acquisition be announced? Probably next year, I would guess. Next year. Who are you think you're thinking like double A, triple A? Single A, indie. I mean, I don't know. Indie I'm single just, A. I'm just saying. I think the next Xbox acquisition is next year. I think. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think there would be any this year. I remember when we were we were bamboozled thinking that Avalanche was going to get acquired at E3. Remember? I was pretty damn sure they get acquired. Yeah, and then it didn't happen, and then it was just like, yeah, I don't think they're going to get anybody this year. Um, mm. I think I think next year they will. 
Well, technically, they got Bethesda this year, right? It went through, even though they announced it the year before. So, oh, okay. <laughs> what is that? Are you going to get around that? I'm, I'm they just saying, like, someone. they did acquire yeah. Bethesda this year. They just announced it the year before. So, I, I think it'll be next year. I don't know, if, you know, what you would classify as big, but you know, I, I, I think that I think it, I actually quite like Microsoft's approach to acquisitions. Because, like, going back to what we were saying earlier about Blizzard and Activision, I don't think Blizzard and Activision's culture really align. And that's where a lot of the problems have come from. Blizzard, historically, Blizzard Blizzard always had this motto where it was like, soon, we'll release it when it's ready. They never used to announce launch dates. They used to just work on a game until it was fully finished, fully ready, and fully polished. But ever since, like... You know, Mike Morhaime stepped down, and Activision took more control. We end up, we started get, we start getting things like Warcraft Three Reforged, which is an absolute tragedy of a game, creatively redundant garbage. And um, Blizzard of old would never release that. So, and the reason why is because their their cultures are so different. Activision and Blizzard's cultures are just completely different. So I I'm of the mindset that it's good that Microsoft takes. Uh, a sort of more conservative approach to acquisitions and really make sure they're picking up studios that do sort of align with their culture and their visions and stuff like that for the future, you know, when it comes to everything, really. So I appreciate that they take more care with it and they're not just going on a buying spree like, uh, you know, embrace a group or something like that because they totally could. They have enough money, $2 trillion company. They could go on a buying spree. They could just do an embrace a group and buy everyone if they wanted to. but. I think it's better that they're doing it this way and they want to integrate the studios and really build a culture around gaming that can stand the test of time, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wolf Assassin says, forget compulsion in exile coalition. I really want to know about what alpha dog and roundhouse studios from Bethesda. Also Rem is best girl. I believe alpha (laughs) dog. Aren't aren't they making like a doom mobile game or something? I remember seen screen or was that route roundhouse one of those two one of those one of those is the mobile studio right yeah alpha i want to say that's alpha Alpha dog Dog? yeah i want to say that's alpha dog yeah but roundhouse nobody knows what they're doing right yeah bethesda's like if there's one company that can make good mobile games out of microsoft properties is probably bethesda and their sort of satellite studios like fallout fallout shell was really good it was really really good for a mobile game not the most original game, like it's it's notoriously a ripoff of some other similar game, but um, they did it. They executed it really well. I was I was hoping they'd take that off Google Play and put it on Xbox Live instead, because right now on on Fallout Shelter on Android you can get like you can get Google Play achievements. Who the hell cares about those? Yeah, who <laughs> does care about those? Uh, Trey Boone no. says, "Hear me out. Microsoft Bethesda character IP battle royale game." You know, like people mm. now with with Microsoft and Bethesda, you got Battle Royale game. I see people talk about a you know Nintendo Smash clone type of game, or a a cart game. You can do a lot of that stuff now. So, you know, maybe yeah. maybe someone does it. Uh, Face he says the big remake game that Sony is going to reveal soon is Chrono Cross, which is the rumor. Thoughts and do you think that Chrono Trigger would have been the better choice? Um. I think it is Chrono Cross. Uh, the rumor is that they'll reveal it at the Game Awards. Um, I don't really think it's going to push the needle anyway. It's like Chrono Trigger. I think would have been the 
bigger draw as I do think that is a more beloved title than Chrono Cross was. Um, what do you think, Jez? Do you have any... I mean, I really liked Chrono Cross when I played it back in the day. Uh, I haven't played either. So you I played either. Okay, so... No, I mean... I don't know. I mean, Face, do you think it's going to be a big announcement? Is when you heard that they were going to reveal a remake or a remaster at the Game Awards, did you... Did your mind go to Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross? Is that something that you're interested in? Or were you thinking more of like Resistance or something like more modern, I guess? Um, but yeah, so let's talk about um, talk about uh, Halo Jazz. Because okay. I'm sure we each have things to talk about. You've been playing a lot, but you're not playing it anymore. What is the thing that bugs you most about Halo? Because... You know, everybody got their praise out for the game. A lot of people love it. You know, IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. They were criticized because it's in beta, right? How can you review a beta? Um, they yeah, didn't we, say... We rev- call ours a review in progress. Review in progress. But I sort of think that this is the f- final game. Or this is like... I think this is like version one. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is what's going... Like, there isn't suddenly going to be... 13 new maps on on the 8th, right? Um I think what if there is What? <laughs> what if there is 13 new maps? I mean that'd be great. That'd be great. 23 maps. I I just cuz I see people saying that, I just I just don't think that's going to happen. Um so but y- you have some different issues with with Halo than than what other people are talking about right now, right? And it and it actually yeah, stopped you from playing the game. You you've quit. You dropped it. What's going on? Yeah. Well, it's it's sort of rage quit. I'll probably go back to it, but I like I I put the game down the other day because I was just like there was a dude there was I was in um I was in a arena match like with like you know those eight playing battles and there was there was one guy in the enemy team with a mouse and keyboard maybe he even had a name but I don't know but he had it was a keyboard and mouse key, PC player everyone else in the match I, as far as I could tell were console players. And this guy was just decimating everyone. He had like a bajillion kills and everyone else had like three or four. Because this guy carried the match, uh, whether he had an aimbot or not, I don't know. But, it, you know, he was just... He just had a significant advantage over everyone else because he was using a mouse and keyboard, I felt. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he wasn't didn't have an advantage and he was just better than everyone else, whatever. But for me, I was just kind of like... If they're gonna force, if they're gonna force me to play against mouse and keyboard players, and there's no way for me to turn it off unless I play ranked, which I don't want to play because I don't want to get all sweaty. I don't want to feel like I'm letting the team down if I suck because you know I'm getting a bit old now. My reaction speeds are not what they <laughs> used to be. Um, if they do want me to, you know, do that stuff, I'm just gonna opt out of playing. I don't care about the battle pass. I don't care about having different color spot and outfit because they all look the same to me like it's not like you know overwatch where you get like a whole character skin and it's a different character all this all the spawns look the same to me so i really don't care about the skin stuff personally although i do think like they're they're a bit the whole system's a bit aggressively priced and a bit slow but i don't really i honestly genuinely don't care about the progression of cosmetics in that game it's whatever but for me, it was just like, I don't know. I just got tired of the, the cross-play stuff. And I felt like, I, I kind of felt like there wasn't very many maps, especially Big Team Battle. Is there only like two maps in Big Team Battle? 
three maps, Am I big wrong? team battle. Yeah, like it just felt like when I was playing big team battle, it just felt like I was on the same map every time. Big, big team battle is my preference, you know. But I don't know. I just sort of I got bored faster than I thought I would. That's that's you know that's it. But overall, I do think it's a good. It's good. I don't think it's bad by any means. Like it's certainly in a better state than Call of Duty and Battlefield is right now. And I don't like. I probably will go back to it if they make changes and stuff, and they add they add stuff. And I don't know. I'm I'm going around. I'm going to a friend's house next week, and we're probably going to play Halo there. And maybe like I'll enjoy it more when I'm playing with friends and stuff. But I don't know. I just the the forced crossplay stuff really just bugs me. I don't know why. I mean, what's your take? On I it? mean, the forced crossplay stuff bugs me because one group pays for Xbox Live multiplayer and one group doesn't yeah like i feel like as somebody who pays for xbox live gold who plays for multiplayer i should have the option to either play crossplay or not and personally i think crossplay should be turned off by default and yeah. should be something you opt into not something that is automatically you're opt into and you have to kind of figure a way to Get rid of it, but even like your article, or not your article, but Windows Central's article talked about, oh, this is how you opt out of crossplay for Halo Infinite, but it didn't really work that well. Like it kind of still broke matchmaking to a certain degree, right? Well, yeah, it totally breaks matchmaking because nobody knows you can turn it off. And because nobody knows you can turn it off, you end up in a really tiny player yeah, pool. The, the, Microsoft knows that, and that's why it's hidden because they don't want you to use it. Yeah, because well, this is the whole thing about the ecosystem. And it's great that you can buy a game on your Xbox console and you can play the game on your PC and your saves transfer with you and then you can play it on mobile. Like, that is the great part about it. But the dirty little secret, the dirty little thing that Xbox doesn't want people to, you know, to kind of get too angry about is that there's a group of people out there that are playing Halo Infinite for, for free that then have to, like are also paying for Xbox Live Gold, even though this is a free-to-play game and you don't actually have to play for the multiplayer. Like, I've always been of the opinion that since if you're paying for Xbox Live Gold, then you should have the option to uh, disable crossplay. But they're not... It's forced because that's just how Xbox is going to do it. And Dragon Game is right. It's not Xbox Live. It's Xbox Network. And that is true, but I will forever call it Xbox Live... Uh, just like yeah, I'll, I'll never call it I will forever call whatever the hell they're calling White Sox Park, whether it's U.S. Cellular or whatever, it's always Comiskey Park to me, no matter what. And the Sears <laughs> Tower is always the Sears Tower, not whatever it's. I don't even know what it's called right now. I'm just saying, like they can get rid of Xbox Live, but it'll always be Xbox Live, right? So even though it's free to play and doesn't need Xbox Live Gold, like I still this goes for all these games because it's like. Same thing with Call of Duty. It's like pain in the ass, like not trying to play that game with crossplay. So, Bearded Panda says gold is not required, so it's not a dirty secret. I know, I know, gold isn't required for Halo, but I'd feel overall that if you're playing for, if you're paying for gold, period, that you should be able to dictate who you play against. Yeah, that's just me. Um, you know, because in the PC they open up the cheaters, 
right? You've seen videos of people with wall hacks and stuff like that, which, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, so, uh, but, um, I could see people, you know, not being happy with the crossplay stuff. I don't really, uh, I don't really care for it, especially, you know, some people, like I said, some people in chat like it, like Sheldon says, crossplay is great. Stop being anti-consumer. Uh, you know, what do you, uh, who's being anti-consumer? I'm, I'm just saying I want the option to completely turn it off. I particularly yeah, don't want to consumer to force it. I don't particularly want to play against PC players. And you know, you've seen a lot of PC players saying they don't want to play against console players because console players have, um, have right. a lot of aim assist and they think that's, uh, that it's unfair. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess it really depends. Like for Jez, Jez is saying basically crossplay has ruined it for ruined the game for him to a certain degree. And it's not the monetization and it's not the progression. It's basically playing with PC players. Right. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, it's fine. If, if they want to keep it on fine, whatever, I just won't play that game. It's that simple. You know, it's not anti-consumer to want choice. It's like, it's literally pro-consumer to want choice. And it's not the issue. Cross-play is not the issue. It's good that you can play with your friends and stuff. And, you know, cheaters are going to happen. Less so on console, maybe. But they're going to happen regardless. The issue is the mixed input. And they can't turn that off. Because they turn it off in mixed play. um, In ranked play. They can turn it off. They have that capability. It's not like it's it's a huge coding effort to make that happen. They just cut and paste Visual Studio, just drop in there, copy that code out, paste it on there, and then boom, you've got you've got the same feature on the casual player. Okay, it's not that simple, but it pretty much is that simple. So, yeah, I mean, it's choice. I want the choice to turn it off, like it is in Gears. It's there's a choice in Gears to turn it off. Why can't I have that choice in Halo? And why can't the choice be very, you know, strongly highlighted? Because, you know, unless it, if it's hidden away, no one's going to use it and you end up with long matchmaking times. I don't understand what their mentality is for keeping it away. Like, do they lose money if people have the ability to opt out? I don't get, is the data less good? Is the data less valuable? For me, there's no logical reason to keep that choice away from the players, especially people who are paying for Xbox Live Gold, especially those people. It should be a basic feature, you know. And, you know, you know what's even funnier around about this? Hmm. The fact that on Call of Duty, Call of Duty is such a cut-and-paste job, the toggle is still there on the um, Xbox version of Call of Duty Vanguard. But it just, when you highlight it, it says Microsoft has disabled this. You know, basically, something to that degree. So what what Activision has done is they've copied and pasted the PlayStation 4 version to Xbox, left the cross-play toggle there, because you can toggle it off at the menu on PlayStation, and then, you know, you can't use it on Xbox because of Microsoft not having an API for developers. So this is all Microsoft's fault at the end of the day. And I don't know why they 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 do it this way. I don't know what reason they have for this. And people are saying in chat, PC, PC players are not have the big advantage. Fine, I don't care. I would still give me the option to turn it off. PlayStation has it. Why can't Xbox has it? 
why can't Xbox have what PlayStation players have? Like, you know, and I can plug a keyboard and mouse in and play Halo, but I can't do that with Battlefield because it doesn't support keyboard and mouse on Xbox. So um, I just want the choice. Give me the choice, Microsoft. And uh, fine, if you don't want to give me the choice, I won't play your game. It's that simple. Yeah. But I mean, not a lot of people are talking about crossplay. Honestly, no. like when you talk when you talk about the controversy surrounding Halo Infinite, cheating and crossplay are probably at the lower parts uh of of the discussion. Like what do you think if you had to get rid of crossplay, what would be the one other thing that maybe bothers you a bit about Halo Infinite? Cuz I mean even you said before like you love the multiplayer I mean, you changed your opinion live on the show when we were playing it. You're like, this is so much fun. Do you have any other issues with the game? Because you said Battle Pass, you don't care. You don't care about the cosmetics, blah, 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 blah. Is there there any other issue you have with the game at all? That's the thing. You know, I do enjoy it. When I get into a match that is full of, like, console players or, you know, people using controllers, because there is PC players who use controllers too, and that's fine. It's about the imports more than the crossplay, um, but when when I get into a good match, yeah, it's great. Plays great, feels great, and I honestly don't have any issues with it. That's the only issue really I have with it. I don't care about the cosmetics. I don't care about having a blue Spartan or a red Spartan or whatever because they all look the same to me. Um, I wish there were more. I wish there was more choice in the game with regards to maps, big team battle especially. Not very many maps considering how long it's supposedly been in development. Um, that kind of thing. So they do have their work cut out, I guess, with regards to some of that stuff. But overall, I pretty much like it. I mean, what are your issues with it? You know. Um. Well, my the things I think, I think the biggest issue is the lack of playlists. If I had to mm. single one thing out, I don't know why there's only quick play big team battle and ranked like that's not enough to me there should definitely be like where's team swat uh where's doubles where's king of the hill where's infection there's a ton of like other game modes that people love and like why isn't there a dedicated slayer playlist that is weird you know like a lot of people they want to get on Halo, they want to play a specific mode, especially when you have a challenge system that sometimes requires you to play a certain game mode, but then, like, you can't pick that game mode to get rid of that challenge, so you find yourself being like, well, I need need a stockpile game mode, but you play seven games, you never get a stockpile game mode. It, it, so, like, because I think the other things will be fixed, right? I think the monetization... Um, well, I'm not, maybe that, I, I think maybe they'll, they'll kind of take a second look at it. I think the progression will be addressed. Like they've already addressed it with adding like, Hey, 50 XP, but it still doesn't feel great that you could have this amazing match and get 40 kills and capture the flag three times and, you know, get all this stuff and get the same amount of XP as someone who just runs around the map and does nothing. Like that doesn't feel rewarding to a lot of people that they're progressing at the same rate as that other person if they didn't complete any challenges. 
Um, so I, I do think, I do think they'll address that in the future. It's odd that you can kill somebody and get a hundred XP for it and have all this XP added up at the end of the game. And then it literally doesn't do anything. There's no, like that XP that it shows you at the end of the game that you got 3,500 XP, but it doesn't go to any metric. It doesn't go to any level. It's just there. It, it almost seems like it's an unfinished, uh, like it's like, it almost feels like it's supposed to go to something, but it's not there yet. Like, I think it's supposed to go to like an overall progression where like right now, if you don't care about the battle pass, like I do, like I don't care about the battle pass because I don't care about cosmetics. So I don't care about the challenges and the challenges I think are, I don't know why they have these challenges that change player behavior. I told this story on miles's show where we lost like three games in a row because our buddy was, had this challenge where he needed to like, he needed to uh, basically uh, hit three players from the back right and all he was doing in the match was trying to basically assassinate people and so he wasn't really even playing he was just trying to concentrate so like his challenge Ah, negatively was affecting our experience because it was basically we were down a guy and we lost like three games in a row and it wasn't just fun like those sort of things that change player behavior i'm not a fan of see that that's that's kind of like why i bounced off it it's because like because in because regular slayers four v four right if I remember right yes yes one player can have such a dramatic effect and impact on the quality of a match in four v four you got what if there's like if there's like one dude with a PC and mouse um a mouse and keyboard on PC and like everyone else has a controller that like dramatically affects the pace of the match but like what you say if there's someone who's trying to farm a specific challenge and they don't have like say they say for example they don't have like very many hours in the day to play so they've got to get that challenge done that day that kind of screws the game over as well i didn't even really consider that you know maybe 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 our team got stomped less because of the guy with the mouse and keyboard maybe there was a dude on my team who's trying to do that one thing i have seen in um big team battle is uh people just standing around doing nothing actually or just you know running around running into a wall or running on the spot because they're just farming they're farming xp by not participating that's something that used to happen in world of warcraft where people would just join them join a pvp match and not actually play because you still got something at the end of the game and you could just farm it that way i don't know yeah i think i think maybe a lot of people's issues would be alleviated if they just let you play what mode you wanted to play like if you could just log in and be like, I want to play Team Slayer and I don't want to have to maybe play Oddball or Capture the Flag. People are like, all right, Slayer is my jam. This is what I want. I think I think maybe people's issues are being compounded by the fact that they're essentially being forced to play modes that they don't want to play. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of that battery collecting mode in Big Team Metal, whatever it's called. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We have to collect the batteries and put them in the thing. I, I don't like that mode. I, I, sort, of, I sort of wish... I don't know, like, why you couldn't progress through the battle pass with just the XP you earn in the game from your performance and how you're doing. And then there's extra cha- there's challenges that they have now that you could complete that would just give you additional experience towards the battle pass too. So there'd be yeah. like two ways to do it. 
I mean, I'm not worried about that. They'll fix that. I mean, they already said that they're, they'll work on it. And I think they understand in this day and age, like, look, I've seen this a lot on Twitter, uh, on social media. Like, do you remember when we used to play games for fun? Right. People have been saying that. Um, like we used to play games you know, for fun back in the day and we don't care about cosmetics and, and I, I, and I, yeah. and I was one of those people. I probably still am. Like I played Halo two for so much time and I wasn't chasing after anything. I played PUBG forever and I wasn't going for any battle pass stuff. In fact, that we dropped out of the game. I think when the battle pass stuff happened and I never bought it, but that's me. I'm not like everybody else because I don't care about battle passes. I didn't buy the Halo battle pass at all. I and like they give you the extra slot, uh, they boost you up 25 ranks. But I looked at the stuff and I'm like, I don't care about any of these cosmetics. But I think I'm the odd one out on this, um, because I do think people, ever since the introduction of Modern Warfare in 2007 have cared about some form of progression. They want to, they want to fill bars. People love to fill bars, Jez, right? They love to get Um, rewarded with stuff. And even though Halo Infinite is a ton of fun, if people feel like they're not being rewarded properly or enough, they will stop playing the game. And I know that maybe sounds ridiculous. They'd be like, but you're having fun. Why would you stop playing? Now, there's something in your brain that you've been conditioned, man. You've been conditioned to get rewarded for things. And when you don't... uh, There's a psychology term for this, but it's slipping my mind right now. So even though you could be having fun, but if you're not feeling rewarded, there's a good chance that you won't continue to play. So I mean, Microsoft themselves created this with their whole achievement system. That is, it comes back to the achievement system, really. I mean, um, Microsoft sort of. I don't invented. even. No, I don't think it's even that. It's just that. Well, let, me, let me get a couple super chats here about it's Halo. Like an extension got, of that. We got Chris R saying, as a Halo fan, I'm happy they nailed the gameplay. The issues it has are fixable, in my opinion. This contrasts with Battlefield, Call of Duty, etc. Very true. I mean, I think everybody agrees that Halo was, you know. It had the least amount. Like, when you talk about the issues Halo has, it's all about secondary things. The playlists and the monetization and the progression. Like, nobody is talking about the servers or, like, the gameplay or anything like that. It's all these other things which can be fixed. Um, Yeah. uh, The best spot, Kids Move, says Free For All or Lone Wolf would be the perfect... For people chasing challenges, absolutely, um, and it, I just—it's just kind of weird that there's only three things to pick from. So I don't know what it is, um, but yeah, there's that sense that, like I was saying, that people—you need to feel rewarded, and it's been conditioned in gamers since Modern Warfare. Like every single multiplayer game has it, and uh, this one just needs to fix it. Um, I personally don't think the challenges are the best way. Like, I don't like game altering things like that. They probably can come up with a better one. Yeah. Uh, the monetization stuff, eh. Like, I look at it, it's just like, it seems within industry standards. I mean, Fortnite sells $20 skins. Um, Valorant is selling $80 skin packs for its weapons. You know, sure, you might look at it and be like, a $15 sword 
Like, that's ridiculous. And it's just like, yeah, maybe it is. And you know what is ridiculous? And I'll say it here on the show. I said this on Chatterdays. The fact that if you buy that sword or get a unlock for a color, but it's only specific to the armor that you unlocked it for and you can't use it on any of the other ones. Like, if you unlock that sword for the samurai armor, you can't use that sword on your other two armors. And I just find that... Mm. Greedy to a certain extent, especially yeah. since the bots can all mix and match. When you play against the bots, they all mix and match different armor types for different things for the different armor cores. So it's like, okay, I unlock the color purple for my Mark 7, but I also want to have color purple on my Mark 5. But I have to, un- like, you should just. You unlock the color purple. You should have the color purple for all your armor cores. It shouldn't be three separate unlocks. I just think... That's how it works in Destiny, isn't it? Um, I think so. I don't know. I just... I don't... To me, when I see that, I just kind of like... I just kind of cringe because it's like, eh, that's... Look, you can sell these things for the amount of money that you're selling it for, but like, if I buy a sword for $15, I should be able to put that sword on all my armors. You know? I, yeah. And personally, I just... When I see when I see them do it, it's like, yeah, you might be going a little bit too hard there to like kind of like, well, you can only use it on one. It's not, and <laughs> I, I don't like that. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's all fixable. Um, and I, I did ask the the people, to, uh, everybody in chat, to vote on, uh, do you like force crossplay with PC? And two hundred sixty six votes, seventy five percent said no, twenty five percent said yes. Shocking. So they don't like uh they don't like that. Um the Don C J G says getting five sprees in Fiesta this week has been the most ir- irritating challenge in Infinite. I don't like the mode at all, but I have to play to progress the event. So um yeah, and like Treybone says, this could just be in the beta rant. It's sure, like, yeah, it could be. Maybe on the eighth. You know, everything changes. They have more maps. Uh, the more playlists open up. Uh, they change some things around with, like, you know, if you have a purple armor coating, you can have it for all of them. Sure, absolutely, they that could happen. And then guess what? If that did happen, then there'd be no complaints about Halo, and everyone would be happy because they'd be like, oh, okay, it was a beta, and we all beta tested it, and it, it works. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this question, Jez, because... It was brought up on Colt's podcast on Monday where Khalif, uh, who does a Spawn on Me podcast, and uh, Lord Cognito were his guests. And they talked about how like the starting armor coding uh, doesn't look very good, and they called it like hashtag Ashy Spartan. Like when you compare the armor coding that you get f- for the Spartans in the beginning and then look at the armor coatings that are for the Halo Championship series. You know, those real cool looking ones, like those are all like very vibrant, very clean looking. They look really good. They kind of feel that like it almost was an intentional design to make you want to spend more money. Do you know do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well this is the problem with free to play, right? It's like this is free to play. You know, this is this is it's funny because like all the console players are now discovering what it's like on mobile and like games like Fortnite and stuff like that. 
You know, this is what free to play is. They 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 don't sell you the game. They sell you crap inside the game. You know, and some of it's really expensive crap. You know, um, and that's just the way the industry has sort of revolved around free to play. Um, but you know, the the I suppose what Microsoft's trying to do with Halo Infinite is to have their cake and eat it. They can still have the retail sales on the campaign and sell DLC and story updates for that, theoretically, if everyone likes it. And um, and then have the free-to-play sort of gameplay with Halo Infinite. You know, get the, the massive audiences that free-to-play gives you and, you know, the massive amounts of money that come with it. There'll be people with more, you know, disposable income than good sense and who will buy literally everything. They'll spend $10,000 in the game because to them it's nothing because they've got super rich parents or whatever. Um, and that's ultimately who these games are for at the end of the day. Um, they're for those, they call them whales in the industry. And th- these are people who spend literally thousands of dollars. And those whales are worth more than, you know, a single whale could be worth more than like a thousand other gamers who never spend a penny. I'm never, I'm probably never going to spend a penny on Halo Infinite. Well, that's a lie because I have actually bought the Battle Pass, mm-hmm. um, partially for work because I wanted to, you know, have a look at it and see how it all works and stuff. But, you know, but I doubt I'll, I doubt I'll spend another penny in Halo Infinite. Um, and you know, Halo Infinite's not even as egregious as some of the other games out there. Like, for example, they said like if you buy a Battle Pass in Halo Infinite, it's never going to expire or whatever. Um, I bought a Battle Pass for Pokemon Unite, and that was the first Battle Pass. I ever bought I didn't I was not familiar with the system or how any battle passes work but uh 2 weeks later because I didn't have time to play because I was busy with work my battle pass that I bought expired and now I I can't get those items anymore they're just gone forever and if I want to get those items I probably got to buy the battle pass again next year when it comes out for Halloween because it was like for Halloween skins and stuff like that it sucks and it creates this sort of artificial sense of FOMO you know this fear of missing out and at least Microsoft hasn't gone that deep on it with their Battle Pass system, sort of manipulating you into thinking, shit, i got to play every day, all day, every day to get this Gengar skin, which I frankly was not going to do. I was not going to play Pokemon Unite all day, every day to get a Gengar skin. As much as, as cool as it was, it was just never going to happen. Um, and therefore, I will never spend another penny in that game. But kids are growing up with this experience, Rand. Like, little kids, the new generation, this is their normal. This is how they think games have always worked to them. Yeah. You know, that is that is how games work, as far as they know. I also, so, I also think this is a lot of people's first experience with free-to-play. Yeah, it is, I would say. And especially, like, maybe the like big Halo fans, where they're used to maybe more customization options and putting whatever they want on their character and they see it all like locked and they're like, wait a minute, this isn't how I like my halo. And they, they don't really play any of the other games. So they're not, so maybe they play a free to play game, but like me, they don't care about like cosmetics. Yeah. And now they do because now they love halo and they like, damn, damn, that samurai armor looks cool. And it's like, Oh, well, okay. To get the samurai armor. Sure. It's free, but like, okay, I got to do, I got to do the seven levels this week. And then I got to make sure to do the seven levels in uh, January. And then I make sure I got to do the seven levels in February. <laughs> and then I got to do the yeah. seven levels again in March to, to make. And then if you, if you miss any of those, like if you don't get the seven levels this week, 
virtually impossible for you to get like the final tier or level 30 of, you know, whatever they're talking about in the free event. Sure. You could get yeah. the armor core at level four, but like some of the other stuff at level 30, you won't be able to get. Um, and, yeah. and a lot of people are throwing, you know, three, four, three's words back at them. And like the videos before launch, like we're going to have millions of customizations day one. And, you know, like all this other stuff. And it's like, yeah, you know, you play infinite and lot, everybody kind of looks like everybody else. I mean, sure. Two years from now, yeah, everybody will look completely different because there've been so many battle passes and all these cosmetics. But right now that's not the case. So there's just a lot of people throwing three, four, three's words back at them. Um, but I think they'll fix the progression. I don't know if they'll like tone down the monetization. I just kind of hope they realize that, you know, unlocking armor coatings and things for your armor core should be given to all the armor cores. I think it's kind of dumb that it's only just one. I just, I don't know. And also the fact that ha- a lot of the rewards and the battle pass and the free event are just challenge skips. It's like, <laughs> you had to have known that <laughs> the fact that most, a lot of the rewards in the battle pass and the, and the free and the free event thing are challenge skips. Like they just to show you that they know that the, the, the they're, their progression system's bad because it's like, why is it filled with challenge skips? It's yeah, I, I wrote I've, I wrote that in an article that like you know the fact that you can turn off crossplay in ranked mode proves that they know there's an imbalance. You know, like that. It's just they haven't. It just feels like they haven't thought out some of this stuff. But yeah, well, what are you gonna do? Uh, I think I think they'll fix it though. Um. So, yeah, uh, Face says, I don't think Black Friday counts this year since Series S was readily available and the PS5 disc and, or digital and the Series X is not. And is Death, Death Door worth buying on PS5, Rand? Uh, I love Death Door. Um, so, I absolutely do think it's worth uh, playing on the PS5 if you haven't played it yet. So, what do you think about that, Jez? What do you think about, like, because like, there's this article that came out from Business Insider that basically said... The most popular game console on Black Friday is the Series S. Uh, judging from the uh, Adobe Digital Com- Economy Index, that uh, that among the over one trillion visits to U.S. retail sites measured by Adobe, the Series S was among the top-selling items thus far for Black Friday. Not just consoles, but like one of the you know most-selling Black Friday items. Period. So should uh, Black Friday not count? Or Black Friday doesn't count this year because Series X and uh, PS5s are difficult to come by? Well, the thing is, this is like, this was part of Microsoft's strategy. It was like, they knew the silicon for the Series S was going to be easy to get. So they wanted to have two. And, you know, does that mean you can't count it? Even though it's like something they strategized around? I don't think that's fair, but. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe both Microsoft and PlayStation thought that the consoles would be readily available this holiday, especially a year later, and they're not. And yeah. But Series S is, so it's like the only console there. I mean, yeah, did Microsoft make a good decision? Potentially. Um, I think we've always said that, we both said that we thought the Series S impact would be felt later in the generation when its price got a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, 
but because of the chip shortage, it seems like maybe its impact is going to be felt sooner than expected. Yeah, maybe. So, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, if you walk into a store, there's no Series X, there's no PlayStations, but there's games to play, and there's a Series S sitting on the store shelf, and it's it's cheap. It's 300 bucks. Some people might look at that as an impulse buy. Like, hey, you know, Tommy was asking for a video game console, and here's Series S. Let me get it for him. And then eventually when it's this... Got on it. that only it's got Halo on it. It's yeah. got Game Pass for free games and stuff. It could be... Um. Yeah, I mean, who knows? If you know, it's it's interesting because I think a lot of kids this year, their first console is going to be an Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S. You know, it's not going to be a PlayStation Five because they don't exist. It's not going to be an Xbox Series X because they don't exist. It's going to be an Xbox Series S for a lot of kids, and because a lot of kids already have a Nintendo Switch. So what do you buy? You buy an Xbox Series S. You slap Xbox Game Pass on there. You know, there's a lot of good games on it, you know, and you've got Halo, which is being talked about, and you've got Forza, which is being talked about. So it's it's a sort of perfect storm, really. The chip shortage is probably working in their favor at the moment. Yeah. In some ways. Oh, definitely is. Uh, I mean, there's something to be said for a console that is on the shelves when you go. And it's funny because people are making fun of the fact that it is available. It's like, that's what you want as a product readily yeah. available so people can buy it like and i think it's, it's a dumb argument to say oh look it's on it's on store shelves that's a bad thing and no that's a good thing because it means it's available yeah who's gonna win this holiday it's gonna be whoever produces the most consoles <laughs> yeah and maybe it's the playstation you know they're still you know ps5 is still widely in demand maybe they were able to get enough out there for the holidays uh, maybe you know Series S wasn't able to do it. We'll eventually find out. But I mean, trust me. Like Sony would probably love to have PlayStation Fives on their store shelves. It, you know, if there was no st- stock shortage, like would they have? Del- I-, I also think some of the game delays also. Like you look at it like right now, like uh, God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn. You know this this could have come out this past year they got delayed if you're sony and the developers like saying to you you know what we're not sure we're gonna make this year but you're selling out everything that you have it's like okay yeah no problem (laughs) release it next year when we actually might have consoles that people need to buy you know what i'm saying it's like i mean we've we've seen that in the blogging business because in the blogging business, one of the things that retailers do is they'll be like, oh, link, link to us instead of Amazon and we'll give you a cut. You know, um, We'll give you like a, a little cut. So you, you link to Best Buy or Target or, or one of those other shops that, you know, American shops we don't have here or GameStop or whatever. You link to them and they'll give you a cut um, when you're talking about hardware and consoles and stuff. But a lot of those retailers, they stopped giving you a cut on the PlayStation and Xbox Series X because they were just, they didn't need to compete because they were selling out literally everything they had. So I suppose if you're Sony, you saw you're in a position where you can delay games and make them as good as they can possibly be. But in a way, if you're Microsoft, you don't really have that luxury because you need content constantly for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's in, it's an interesting set of dilemmas really for both companies. I mean, hell, the Series X and S were mostly sold out. Like X yeah. was sold out all year for the most part, and S was available here and there. 
and they didn't have anything for the first eight months. Yeah, Nintendo was just... Switch was also like has had decent stock levels, but not great. People really want these consoles. They really yeah. do. And it is a shame that a year into it, we're still at this point where you can't get them. You still got to like wait in line or be online at a certain time or get invited to be able to buy them from PlayStation or Xbox. There's a lot of demand for these consoles because the consoles are really good. Like every game running at 60 frames, hardly any frame drops. Right, yeah. quality exclusives. You know, PlayStation has a bunch. Xbox had a really good back half of the year. They got two juggernauts with Halo and Forza. Right, I mean, both yeah. consoles are doing. And you know, PlayStation's got a great year next year. Xbox has a pretty good year next year too with Starfield and Redfall and Forza Motorsport and who knows what else. It's like people are excited about like both consoles. So it, you know, it's just sucks that the chip shortage and it's not only affecting them like steam deck got delayed right yeah um, steam deck delayed yeah so it's unfortunate uh meat puppet 007 says halo infinite multiplayer is good overall parts of it seem a little rushed i think the cosmetics should be tied to your challenges and leave normal xp to your level progression having campaign so by itself bothers me <clears throat> yeah we'll see how people react to like the campaign being Sixty dollars by itself, right? Yeah, I am. I am itching to talk about that game, and mm. I can't. <laughs> itching to talk about it. Yeah, well, you know, soon enough, soon enough. Um, oh, there's something funny, Jez. I don't know if you saw this. Did you? So, <laughs> um, Crystal Dynamics finally showed off Spider-Man gameplay for their game. What game is this? The for Avengers, Avengers game. for the Avengers. All right. It's really bad, right? Yeah, I saw some it's pretty bad. And I just had to oh. laugh because do you remember the outrage? Um, that, oh, that it was exclusive. That it was exclusive? Yeah. yeah. And it all ended up like this. Yep. Uh, <laughs> where nobody really cares. Yeah, it is interesting. But I feel bad for Crystal Dynamics on on that. Because, uh, you know, Square Enix threw them under the bus. They said they aren't built for making service games, and clearly not. So, I don't know. I'm still hanging with I, my... I don't know why they don't just write that game off at this point. I really don't. I'm still hanging with my prediction that Xbox buys Crystal Dynamics and um, Idols Montreal from Square Yeah. in the future. So. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe they're... Because Guardians of the Galaxy was critically well received, even though it was discounted for Black Friday, which means nobody bought it. Um, even though, even because of that, it was well received, which means Square Enix didn't market it very well. I never even heard of it until it was launched. That's how bad it is. But did you play that? People were saying yeah. it was good. Um, no, yeah, it's 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 really good. I just haven't been much in a gaming mood recently. Um, sure. But yeah, people really like it. It's definitely going to be on people's game of the year game of the year list. And uh, but yeah, I don't think it sold well either. Uh, I think it debuted at like number seven on MPD, which I I never even heard of it. Like, I think after Avengers, people just a lot of people just expected it to be bad, and then Square Enix didn't um, bother marketing it and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> One bad mother. <laughs> 
and Radimus go hashtag or quote prediction. <laughs> like I would know if they're buying like like yeah Phil Spencer's whis- whispering me like we're buying Crystal Dynamics like sh- <laughs> come on I wish but I don't know it's just one of those things where I, like plus you have Square Enix like you have Square Enix publicly talking smack about Crystal Dynamics like oh they weren't the best person developer to to make Avengers or games as a service it's like huh oh you you're talking smack about your own dev uh yeah it was not i don't know some people said it was translated badly but i don't know it just seemed kind of mean to me i don't know hmm. um yeah so uh what else we got here um halo we use like a halo stuff the xbox s the series s black friday yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I think that's I think we cleared everything I wanted to talk about. So Cool. Um if we'll take some questions as always. Anybody has anything they want to ask, make sure to put it in the chat below. Uh the chat and uh we'll we'll answer it. Thank you guys for being here on Saturday. Hopefully we'll be back next uh Friday with uh more stuff to talk about. It'll be December. Game awards predictions, because that'll be soon after and uh yeah, we appreciate everyone being here. Uh, super chats, people just chatting away, lurkers, people listening to this later. Uh, we all love you. You're absolutely amazing. And, you guys uh, rock. Yeah. Make sure if you're looking for a gift, Manscaped's got you covered. Code XB2. <laughs> this week, 45% off. Um, and yeah. Take some questions. Yeah, I'll take some de- some some questions to see what people got to say here. Uh, were were you scared when I left you alone? Oh uh, no, no, I'm getting I'm getting better at this this thing. I think I just found a blue tear stone ring in Dark Souls. One. Mm. Uh, no Andy, idea. What it Andy Hart says, "Rand, did you ever play and beat Manhunt? I did. I did beat Manhunt uh, back in the day." Um. So yes, uh, Yamaha says, "What game is that?" I think the game that I'm currently on screen is uh, Death Store, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, let's see. Uh, MRP says, "Do you know if Xbox emails to get Xbox Series X is it just for the US? A, I'm still struggling to get one, and my gamer tag is just three letters long. That's how long I've been on Xbox. Presumably, <laughs> I think it's X. I think it's USA only, right?" You, most things um, are no idea probably I don't, I don't i don't i don't know for sure but usually usually it is yeah uh face says random jazz have a prediction street fighter 6 will be exclusive to playstation and will be revealed yeah. next year what you guys think i think it's a good possibility would not i would not doubt that i think that's already a rumor i want to say i mean they bought Evo, they had the relationship already. I could totally see Sony wanting to kind of double down on fighting stuff. I could totally see them buying Street Fighter Six. Yeah, I can see that. And there's no Street Fighter this time to counter it. Xbox just yeah. won't have fighting games, I guess. Yeah, that's sort of that is pretty bad for Microsoft if they if they sort of don't have a fighting game at all. That's an interesting that's an interesting article I'll be writing when that becomes a thing. Like, where's Microsoft's fighting game? You know. Oh well. Switch um, has Smash Bros. 
which is laggy as hell, but oh well, it's pretty good. And then Sony will have Street Fighter, and then Microsoft will have nothing because they don't have a dev for Killer Instinct, supposedly. Oh well. Let's see what else we got here. Um. Uh, Manny says lurker right here. <laughs> um. Sammy says you can disable crossplay in the series consoles and have been able to for years, Jazz. So there you go. Yeah, you can. You can disable crossplay, and you do it by going through through your privacy settings. But nobody does it. And when you turn it on, you get put into a separate pool of gamers who don't have it turned on, and there's nobody in that pool. So if you're playing Call of Duty, you end up waiting a million years for a match. And if you're playing Battlefield, you end up in a match with loads of bots. It's lame. Mm. Microsoft should put that feature front and center so people who want to turn off crossplay can do so. But the fact that it's buried away, hidden in a system setting uh, be- behind at least five different menus is bullshit. And uh, it's because they don't want people using it. Uh, Bookster, he wants to know if you've heard anything new about Coalition's uh, new IP that they're working on. I haven't heard anything about that and it's sort of supposedly pretty damn secret so yeah um it's a super secret super duper secret and i don't know anyone that knows what it is but they are working on two games right now one presumably gears and then another presumably this new ip i'm super intrigued to see what they do outside of gears um we'll have to wait and see yes we do have to wait and see um let's see yeah so i think i think that's all the questions i see so far um roy says he's seen four episodes of wheel time and he's so far uh it's getting good yep i like him what i'm seeing it's not the greatest show i've ever seen but i love just seeing the universe and the characters on screen uh trayvon says hey uh rand and jazz what about the rumor of a marvel mmo um, who would be making that? Microsoft's uh, Elder Scrolls Online dev? Because um, they are working on a new MMO. My my concern is, if it's on the same engine as the Elder Scrolls Online, it's going to be pretty meh, because Elder Scrolls Online engine is pretty awful, in my opinion. I think Elder Scrolls Online has terrible combat. I'm sorry if there's Elder Scrolls Online fans in the chat, but my god, that is a junky game. So if they are working on an MMO in the Marvel Universe, I would hope they're using a new engine and I hope they don't have such janky combat. But yeah. well, I guess we'll wait and see. Uh, Big six, B16 says, what are your thoughts about EA rejecting DICE's Star Wars Battlefront 3 pitch for another Battlefield game? I mean, kind of typical. Uh, is that a rumor? What's the rumor? Um, I think Tom Henderson said that, that they... Uh, that they rejected Star Wars Battlefront 3 and they're basically doing another Battlefield game instead of doing like a, a Battlefront game. Well, that's a damn shame because frankly, Battlefront 2 ended up being better than Battlefield 5 and Battlefield 2042 in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I wonder it, if... It's, it's a shame because Battlefront 2 had all that drama about the pay-to-win stuff at launch, but when they, once they got rid of it and they kept updating it and added new stuff to it, my God, Battlefront 2 turned into a really great game. And it sucks if it's true that they turned down the pitch for a third one. 
Because maybe maybe their pitch didn't have enough pay to win in it, and that's why they turned it down. This is why I keep telling people, you know, I, EA sucks. They're mm. a terrible publisher, and like you just can't rely on them to make anything good, anything good. You just have to wait and see. Like I haven't been hyped for about uh, for an EA published game in a long time because they they are so spectacular in their consistency for disappointment. They are the most consistently disappointing publisher on earth. Yeah. I have no idea. No idea how they sell any games, given how little they care about their customers. It's so bad. But whatever. They are ruled by their shareholders, man. Absolutely ruled. We're we're lucky that we have Xbox Global Publishing. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Andy Hart says, do you think Xbox really pulling back on backwards compatibility? I bought Manhunt, All Max Payne, Black Friday, love the classics. I mean, they said they were. They said they were done with uh, because of licensing and legal issues. So I, I can't imagine them saying that and not actually being true. So yeah, I do think they're done on the back and pat stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I still, I still think that if a publisher comes up to Microsoft and says, "Can you stick this on backwards compatibility?" They'll probably do it. But, but yeah, I think micro- the days of Microsoft hunting down games for backwards compatibility are over. And Lord Meyerhoof just became the newest member of the channel. Thank you very much. Enjoy the emotes, and uh, thank you so much for the support, man. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, people are saying that the Marvel MMO is rumored to be made by the people who made the DC uh, the DC MMO from a while back? Uh, I have no idea what that is. Okay. It was a DC MMO? Yeah. D- uh, it's on Xbox, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, D- the DC Ultimate Online, I believe it's called. Something like that. Uh, PS- Dude, oh, sorry. PSX Guides and Review says, Did you hear the achievement overhaul acknowledgement? Seems like they're looking towards uh, at a platinum sort of thing. I did. Jason Ron also talked about that on Iron Lords. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, there's been talk. They've been wanting to do this for years. And and uh, they start it. And then they stop it. And then they start it. And then they stop it. And then they start it. And they stop it. So we'll see if this one actually gets done. So we'll see to cover this podcast it sounds like there was a load of information yeah i mean you should have written an article about it when when was this last sunday yeah last sunday how the hell did i not hear about this until now i don't know you guys you, you, windows central didn't cover any of this stuff i don't think so Jeez, what are you guys doing black friday man christ uh meet wants Save to know if there's me. any rumors of ubisoft plus and game pass jez um, I don't know what's happening with that. I know they're in talks at some point, but you know we were expecting it this year, and it hasn't happened. Maybe they're gonna work with maybe Ubisoft got a better deal for someone else. Ubisoft, are, you know, they want to get the best deal, and there's there's a lot of potential buyers right now. Amazon Luna is gonna expand outside the US next year, so maybe they do a deal with Amazon for exclusivity instead. I don't know. But I haven't heard anything recently about that stuff. I do know Microsoft's goal, like their their North Star, is to get everyone on Game Pass <laughs> in mm. some form. Um, 
but you know Microsoft sets these lofty goals for themselves and often doesn't hit them. So that's that's Microsoft for you. You know, yeah. they, they they plan to they plan to take over the world and they that's how far they'll push because that is their goal. You know, uh, Flame wants to know Jazz if he will ever find true love. Who? Flame. Flame? Yes, yes, Flame, you will. Um, just uh, you know. Play lots of video games and work on yourself, man. Yeah, there you go. Jazz has spoken. <laughs> um, Craig Jackson wants to know when do we think the price of Game Pass will increase? Hmm. Ah, uh, it's a good question. Um, usually they do these things in line with inflation, right? Usually. And we are seeing a lot of inflation right now. <laughs> So maybe there's a good chance they'll increase it next year. To what, a, um, like a dollar? Like instead of ten, it's eleven. Yeah, maybe ten ninety nine. I mean, there's there's like there's like crazy inflation because of the economy spinning up back to life after COVID. Um, supposedly, anyway. I have no I don't know anything about economics, so I'm not gonna comment would, on that. I would think economy. more I would think more of a price increase, like a significant one, like, oh it's like it's ten dollars and now it's fifteen. And twenty dollars and now I, it's fifteen uh, for regular I, I, game pass and twenty for, for ultimate. Like I think people expect a, like a like in a couple No. Like they, I don't, they'll do it like they'll do it how Netflix does it. Small yeah, incremental but Netflix. Increases. I think Netflix has increased at large, at large, like two or three dollars at once, especially for the larger plans, like the four K plans with four people in the family. Mm. I I think if like Xbox said next year that like we're raising the price to a dollar for all their plans, people would just be like, yeah, figured for inflation that wouldn't be that big of a deal. But if like I think when people talk about a price increase, I think they're talking about like, you know, a five dollar price increase where. Well, they haven't now done the that for Xbox Live Gold. They tried to. Didn't they, they tried to. And yeah, they did. <laughs> they were like, hey, we're going to double it to $120 a year. And yeah. Uh, Slomo, he's in chat. And he says, uh, T minus a few months before Rand changes his name from Randall Thor 19 to Kaladin Stormblast 19. Mmm. I take it he's the he's the main character of Stormlight Archive. Brandon Sanderson writes, and uh, Slomo's been teasing me and saying that Stormlight Archive is better than Wheel of Time, and uh, I would assume Kaladin's the the main uh, main guy in uh, Stormlight Archive. We'll see about that, Slomo. We'll see. We'll Rand, see. you know, speaking of books, I actually read a book yesterday. What was it? Uh, H.P. Lovecraft's uh, complete works. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I've always wanted to read some HP Lovecraft. Uh Andy Hart says it's a real shame that Rockstar didn't rate Max Payne 3. Uh fans love it. Yeah, Max Payne 3 is a good game. Like even even I remember thinking when Max Payne came out, like this isn't a modern Rockstar game at all. It's got no microtransactions. It's got no, you know, shock cards or whatever they're called in GTA Online. I literally remember thinking that when it came out that there probably won't be another one because it's not a service game in any, it's like a pure video game. Those are so rare, a pure single player, triple a video game. Those just don't exist anymore. Barely. And Mm -hmm. it was 
bloody great. I've, I was playing Max Payne 1 the other day, and it holds up. Bloody right. well holds up. Uh, Brandon says, Rand, thoughts on the Forza bands for exploits and glitches? Uh, I don't even know. They, I don't know anything about that. Uh, are they banning people for stuff? That's there news like, to me. I heard something about it. Like There were like glitches where you could like exploit and get like millions of credits or something, and people have been banned for it. These kind of bans are always controversial because it's like, yeah, you're banning us for putting a, a glitch in the game that you guys put in there, maybe. Mm. Uh, I've seen it happen in World of Warcraft before where Blizzard's patched in a bug, people exploit the bug, and then Blizzard bans the people who exploited the bug. And they're like, well, you know, in our terms of services, we can ban you for any reason or whatever. But I think that's probably... A, I personally think that's heavy-handed. You know, if someone finds a bug in a game... I don't think you should punish them for using it. You should probably just patch the bug and then take their credits off them. Yeah. But especially because of Microsoft account, mm. if I got banned on my Microsoft account, like that's like my entire life. <laughs> you know, mm. I'd have to like I'd lose hundreds of games, hundreds of movies, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the Don CG, CJG says, uh, Phil did say the game pass is profitable. Would they really need to increase price while it's growth? We'll have to wait and see. It's like Jess says, maybe it's inflation purposes or whatever. But with that said, uh, we appreciate everyone being here. Sorry it was on Saturday. It was my fault. Uh, couldn't do the show yesterday. But hopefully we'll be back on, on Friday next week with a lot more to talk about. And uh, until then, uh, keep a gaming, guys. And don't forget, Manscaped. XP2. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>